What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Downtime with Downstar, episode 110. And today we are sitting with Honda Pro Jason. <laughs> wow, that's some intro. You do it, bro. Let me hear it. I got to hear it. Honda Pro Jason. There you go, dude. In my, the morning. My, my, my birthday shout outs, man. Monday through Friday for your commute. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Radio show? I've always thought about that, dude. That might be cool. <laughs> That'd be cool. So, we got HPJ in the building. Mm. I'm sure a lot of people know who you are, but uh, if they don't, give them a quick breakdown of who you are, what you do, and uh, who's in the know. So, Hunter Pro Jason is, uh, what's me, a YouTuber. I uh, 20 years in car sales, and then I uh, started YouTubing about eight years ago just kind of help my fellow salespeople better understand the technology i've always been in like i've always been a honda fan since like 1987 always been going to events and stuff just as like a just someone just to enjoy the show you know yeah and so i started youtubing and my youtube videos are getting watched and watched more and more so i started making more started going to more events and you just using the name honda pro jason just became like kind of the guy that everyone's looking at now for information from honda as far as like corporate stuff or new vehicles coming out things like that got you so you're on the more of the the corporate side of like the the newer cars coming out yeah I do. as far as the per professional kind of side of it yeah i mean I, I do a lot of car shows and talk about you know a lot of the enthusiasts and stuff haven't got really heavy into like the racing scene yeah i get it i just haven't i want to learn more about it before i start going because when like people are like, oh yeah, yeah, you do cars. So I do for Honda. Like I cover Honda cars, uh, very little motorcycles. Yeah. Just because I don't know enough about it. Like there's other people out there that know so much. If I come off and I'm like, hey, I'm a Honda pro and I'm going to talk about this new Honda bike. They're like, dude, you're not a pro on bikes. Ah, I got. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I want to make sure I know every like about cars, bro. I I probably know more about the cars as far as how they work, the features on the cars than anyone in the world. Yeah. So I want to continue that. So I've done cars, a little bit of bikes. I've done a Honda Jet stuff, which we can talk about if you want. Yeah. And uh, a little bit of power power sports. So pretty much anything Honda makes. So are you're talking newer cars? Uh, newer cars. Okay. Yeah. So w what is there, um, your knowledge, like how far does it go back as far as like would it, it would start with like, you know, okay. like the eighth gen kind of stuff. I mean, no, or? you you can go all the way back to the C, uh, the T three sixty, the first Honda ever built. You can go back to the N six hundreds, N three sixties. Yeah, I, uh, Honda history, I'm pretty good at as, far as as a whole. As a whole, the reason I say that is because if you're working at the dealership, you would have to know like the newer one. So I'm tr trying to see like yeah. when when that knowledge started coming in. So I I started at the dealership in '96. Okay. Oh shit. So, right. Right. Okay. So. So I worked there for 20 years. Okay. So as far as like 96 and up, I, I've you know been in all those cars, touched all those cars, driven all the cars, know everything about those cars, bumper to bumper, and then started researching older cars. Gotcha. So I'd understand those as well. Okay. But just, I mean, you know this, but I'm not a mechanic. I don't work on the cars at all. Yeah. I just know all the features of the car. I know a lot of Honda history and where the cars came from, where they got their names from what colors they came out in, you know, who was responsible for the cars, why they stopped making the cars, like any of that kind of stuff. I pretty much know all of it. Nice. Yeah, it's fun. It's cool. Do you ever get um, people that 
that kind of give you kickback for not knowing about like the the like modding of cars because that's like at, the industry that we're in yeah yeah you like, know? and at the beginning i got a lot more mm-hmm. like i got a, a lot of crap from people at the very beginning because you know i i came on people had no idea who i was and they've heard of me before yeah and like who who the for you like what you, you oh you're honda pro jason what no, no no dude i've been modding cars for like 20 years you just started because they're like oh you just started like three months ago you just started like two years ago yeah you're no shit like get out of my face but it's a different knowledge different knowledge but now it's changed like now you know street racers and people that do a quarter mile and time attack guys and modding guys they all look at me as like it's more of like a respect like cool dude like like we like what you do for the scene and i've never told people that i'm a, a racer i'm not i never told people i'm a mechanic i'm not yeah but i'm an enthusiast that's just kind of taking it to another level thanks to social media yeah and try to connect everyone, you know? Yeah. No, I could I could definitely relate on that one because, you know, I'm heavy into the Honda community, but there's still aspects of it that I'm fairly new to that I really don't have much knowledge in, you know? Yeah. But uh, I think people respect you because you go to these events and they see you on the move all the time and that, you got to put in that work. I go everywhere. I mean, I, me and you have a similar schedule. I think I might travel a little bit more, but not much. And yeah <laughs> bro anywhere there's honda stuff i'm gone yeah like and if it's you know monday through sunday i'm there if there's another event on monday and i don't care where to, like so my home is in chicago i'm home two or three times a month otherwise i'm on the road two or three times meaning days yeah like nights like like nine. with my family i think my wife last year she said i was home for like 61 days Whoa. out of the year Maybe that, if that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm always on the road. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get into all that yeah, in whatever. a little bit, man. Sure. But um, yeah, I think a lot of people are curious on who you are and really what you do. A, a lot of what people say is that you work for Honda. So uh, can you dive into that a little bit? Do not work for Honda. I can Ooh. dive into that right away. Absolutely not. So uh, again, salesman for 20 years, started a YouTube channel about eight years ago. Uh, there are people at Honda when I started, I thought I worked for them. Mm-hmm. So I was doing like videos and cars, right? Walk around cars and like tips and tricks and all this kind of got stuff. You, got you. And I was doing a lot of promotion for the dealership that I was working at, which is Chambra Honda, right outside Chicago. So I get a call from Honda one day about seven years ago. I'm like, hey, listen, um, we got some phone calls from some dealerships in your area. And they're really angry that you're doing promotions just for Chambra Honda. Mm-hmm. and not them you're doing videos for shamrock honda and not them i go okay like well you really need to do videos for everyone in the in your area i go i don't work for you like what do you mean i said and this is corporate honda calling me that's weird. i go i don't work for you i'm a salesman and they're like let me call you back half hour 45 minutes they call me back to like we are so sorry we assumed the corporation assumed i work for them because of everything I was doing for Honda. Oh, all the, shit. All the promotion, all the everything. They're like, we thought you worked for us. I'm like, I, I don't. They're like, yeah. wow, that, that's crazy. Right? Yeah, hell yeah. It was nuts. Uh, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people listening right now think that you work for Honda. I, I, I hear it all the time. Me, me too. I try to explain it, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't really know the best. No, I, I appreciate that. But no, and, and I've, I mean, I've talked to Honda many times. You know, like, hey, you know, is there some way that we can work together? And we've had meetings and we've both decided no because it kind of takes away from me as an enthusiast 
Like if I say I love something, I love it because I actually love it. Yeah. Right? I like that car. I, I like this mod, whatever it is. I really like it. If I work for the company, now it's like, oh, well, you say that because you work for Honda. Yeah. It's like if you're like, oh, I love these downstar bolts. Of, of course you do. Yeah. It's your company. Why would you say you didn't? You know, then it comes like like today at today's event, the iHeart Honda Festival. I took a video. I can upload that video tonight if I want. Mm-hmm. If I work for Honda, I'd have to okay everything through them. I want to do this podcast. If I worked for Honda, I'd have to okay it first before I said anything. And then you'd record it. You'd send it to Honda to make sure they okayed it. And it could be months before they got back. Fuck yeah, so Yeah, so I'm like, no, I'm not interested. In, I think our relationship's real good right now. What they do is they treat me as media. Uh-huh. So car and driver, road and track, automobile news, all those guys, they get to see the cars before, like before anyone else gets to see them, right? Before they get to the dealerships or anyone else. So they send us all out to someplace real nice, put us up in a nice hotel and let us drive the cars and we can review them. Mm-hmm. So they bring me along. Cool. So I'm treated like media for them. Gotcha. Which works out really good. I get a lot of really good content and you know, the enthusiasts like it too. They think it's cool. Yeah. We've actually went to a couple events before. We have. Yeah. yeah we went to that, uh, that, the civic shoe event. That's right. The type R shoe <laughs> event. I was like, man, I'm like, dude, cause it was in California. I was like, dude, you want to go? You're like, yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> we all kind of dressed up a little bit. It was fun. Yeah. It was a good time. What, there was another one we went to too. Oh, the civic, um, either the hatchback or the four door. It was with the, I think the band was there. Where was that at? It was in California. Dude, you know all the shit just gets jumbled together, bro. There's a lot of stuff. That's why I take pictures of everything. Yeah. Bro, I got, just to give you an idea, in my phone right now, I have about 115,000 photos. Wow. In my, I take photos of everything. Dude, you killed me, bro. 115,000. I go to Apple to get a new phone, and they always see my phone, and they're like, wait, we've never seen this before. Can we take a picture of this? I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't know, 18,000. Which is a lot, right? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have 100 and, yeah, 100 more. Whoa. Yeah, that's crazy. What size uh, phone? 510 or 512. Five? 512. Wow. Yeah, I got the new one too. I got the new 11 coming. How do you like it? Oh, you, you have it coming. It's at my house right now. My oh, wife took a picture and sent it to me. Dude. I know, I know, I know. I can't wait. I've I've been wanting to get it, but I still have the home button and I really don't want to give that up. Okay, so <laughs> that drove me crazy giving it up for yeah. about a week. Really? And now if I took your phone, I'd be like, what do you want me to do with this button? Like, what does this button do? It becomes very awkward quickly. I mean, it's like anything, dude. You just got to get used to yeah. it. Ash has the the new phone, well, the the ten without yeah. it, and I don't even know how to use it. I'm like a grandpa. I'm right, like, right, here, right, right. open it. Look yeah, at this. Yeah, 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 do this. Yeah, hold it up to her face and be like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's up? yeah, yeah, for sure. But I, I got the eight plus, so I'm definitely overdue for a new phone. You're overdue. And um, one of the biggest reasons I use the phone is for pictures. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like I like editing pictures and taking pics, you know, for the business and things like that. So, I mean, I know that camera will be good for you. For me, yeah. Once I mean, you get it in. The 11 is supposed to be insane. I mean, the stuff that car can, the stuff that phone can do is yeah. going to be nuts. So, let, let's get into a little bit before you started working at the dealership. Let's take it back yeah. to when you popped out, they spanked you, and you started crying. November 6th, 1970. 1970, yes, guys. Sir. Do 1970. the math. Do the math. Yeah. I like that, dude. It's weird, right? No, it's not weird, bro, because you can still kick it with everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And that's dope. Oh, my, my, I think my energy is as high as everyone else around me. So before we, before we get past that, I, w- I want to touch on to that a little bit. Um, 
What do you think keeps you feeling young? You don't feel like you're old? Dude, seriously, people ask me, oh, I just had this conversation earlier today. Like, don't you ever get tired? So like I drive, you know, 10, 12 hours at a time and then I'll stop and I'll work for another eight or nine hours. Mm -hmm. I'll sleep for four hours and get up and do it again. Like, it's like, so tonight, you know, we had the event. Mm -hmm. So I got up, we did the event all day, worked all day, took photos and, and, and video and everything. Drove here, which was two hours. I drive back two hours and probably added some more video. I honestly think the trick to the whole thing is don't feel tired. Like after a long day, yeah. you go home and you're like, hey, Ash, I'm so tired. You're really not tired. Yeah. You're saying you're tired because you've had a long day. So then mentally you tell yourself you're tired, therefore you're tired. I'm never tired, ever. I don't care how long I've been up. I don't know what, I don't care what I've been doing. I'm never tired because I never tell myself I'm tired. That's write, dope, I, man. I, is this a note? You're going to write this down? You're like, don't ever tell myself I'm tired. No, I'm bringing up uh, stories that we have from the past of times that we were tired but weren't tired. Bro, I am normally the last one up in whatever group we're going out. If we're going out and we go out to the club, we're going out, we go out to the bar, we go out, we're going out to dinner, wherever it is, I'm normally the last one awake. Yeah. And I don't care if I'm with like 25-year-olds or 35-year-olds. I'm almost always the last one awake. Again, I just don't think I'm ever tired. Now, the other side of that is that your body eventually will just collapse. Mm -hmm. I've woken up in hotel rooms wondering where I was. So really? I get to the hotel room, I walk in, I'm not sure what happens, I wake up on the floor. Oh. And people are like, because I think about it, when I wake up, I'm like, <laughs> where am I? But you push yourself so hard without any rest because you say you're not tired. Yeah. Eventually your body's just like, you're done. I'm shutting off right now. Jason, it's stop. That's it. We're falling on the floor, dude. I know, right? No, it's all, uh, <laughs> dude. Life is so short. I want to pack it with as much stuff as humanly possible. I hate downtime. Yeah. Let me rephrase that. I hate having time with nothing to do. I love downtime. <laughs> Thank you. I, I love <laughs> downtime, but I don't like not having stuff to do. Like I don't like sitting around. I always want to be doing stuff. Yeah. I've been like that my whole life. Okay. 1970. Yes, sir. Where was this at? Chicago. Chicago. Yes, sir. Okay, so Born and raised. what what did your uh, your childhood look like, and did you have any brothers and sisters, anything like yeah, that? Yeah, younger brother, complete opposite of me. Uh, napped. Dad's, yeah, napped all the time, <laughs> rested all the time. Uh, but no, my my brother is five eleven, long hair down to his shoulders. Oh wow, hundred and twenty pounds, soaking wet, super skinny, actor, singer, dancer. He hasn't owned a car in at least 20 years. Oh, shit. Probably doesn't know the difference between a Jeep and a Prelude. Like, honestly, like he look at both and go, well, I don't see what the difference is. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy, right? So yeah. my dad was always into cars. My dad's always, he's been a car mechanic. He was an airline mechanic for years. So I just, I always grew up and always grew up around cars. So he's always had like old muscle cars. He's yeah. always been tinkering and working a car. So I kind of got that from him. So yeah, he bought his first uh, first Honda in nineteen eighty seven. Eighty seven. Yeah, an eighty seven Honda Accord. So and that was seventeen at the time. I was seventeen, so I was in high school. Okay. So that car kind of brought me like all my first dates were in that car. My proms were in that car. I had so many amazing experiences. When I brought that car to school, remember this is nineteen eighty seven. Everyone's like, "Why are you driving a Japanese car? What's up with that?" Hmm. Eighty. 
it just wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, especially outside Chicago, maybe in California is a little different. Yeah. Back there, no one knew anything about Honda. What? And they, they were still, they were still following. So the way you got the Honda cars is you'd find the, the tractor trailer on the road and you'd follow it to the dealership. When it got there, you ran inside and said, is that one still available? If it was, you'd buy it. Nothing was in inventory. They were selling out as fast as the trucks would drop them off. It was that crazy, but it still wasn't like mainstream. Mm-hmm. People just didn't know too much about them. So I, I, we got the 87 and I was totally blown away. Like it was just built, but I was a big Chevy guy. Mm-hmm. And we like Cavaliers and cars like that. And those cars, you can pretty much take the dash apart with your hands. Yeah. You just pull everything apart. It would all be like these clips and exposed screws everywhere and just check engine. It was just, it was just a Chevy. And yeah. back in the 80s, it just wasn't anything. This car just blew me away. It was so solid. The seats were so comfortable. The radio was so nice. Everything was ergonomically correct. Everything was very tight. You couldn't see any screws. Everything was hidden. So it just had so much more than any of the other cars had. It just blew me away. So I just started really following the brand and knew, found out about their racing heritage. And so just doing more and more research about them. At a young age? Uh, 17. Really? Yeah, that's when I started. Oh, wow. So... So right off the bat, do you just knew that that was something that you were interested in? It was in? definitely something different, something I loved. I've owned other cars other than Hondas. I owned a whole bunch of different cars and BMWs, old muscle cars, all the way up through my first car. Mm-hmm. First car, a 1970 Cadillac convertible. <laughs> Shit. 472 cubic inch engine. <laughs> Dude. This is a boat. It was massive. <laughs> massive. So much fun, though. But yeah, so I, I've owned a ton of cars up until, man, 95? Mm-hmm. I've only, 95-ish, I've only owned Hondas all the way through. Got you. Yeah, yeah, Okay, so let's take it back to about high school time. Yeah, what, yeah. what are you into about this time, and what are you doing are you, with you, your you, life? You've seen pictures of me in high school. Yeah, I, got, uh, I, I want got, those pictures to talk to me, bro. <laughs> I want to hear what that hair has to say. <laughs> I, I had hair, a lot of hair, like down to like here. Yeah, um, I, I looked like the guy that did tons of drugs and never did. I yeah. looked like the guy that drank and never drank. I was, I, you know, I just hang out with all the stoners at the time. And I was into cars and, you know, wearing acid watch jeans and jean jackets and long hair. And I had a little mustache, not quite like yours, but close. <laughs> Yeah, and that was like just working on cars. I had an auto shop two or three periods a day because it was like one of the only things I could pass pretty easily. That and gym. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was good. It was good times. Were you uh, into music at all? I was into some 80s rock. You know, Ozzy Osbourne, Metallica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Motley Crue, Poison, that kind of stuff I was into. Yeah. Like hair metal. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, so it was cool. Those were good times back then for music. It was great times. For, I think it was great times for music. So what did what did life look like back then? What was like the culture of, uh, I mean, the mid late seventies, dude? Because I was born in eighty five, so I can't even call it to be honest. Man, I don't. I don't remember much. I don't remember much either. Like if someone brought up, so I'm not sure why. I don't remember a whole lot of the past stuff. Mm. Like it's pretty much all like a blur. Like some of my friends are like, oh yeah, I remember my teacher and what class I took and this and that. I'm like, I honestly don't really remember high school yeah. at all. Like none of it. I, I don't know why. I say that I have so much going on in my life now that my brain's only so big to handle this stuff. So yeah. I just push everything yeah, else to the yeah. back. But I don't, 
again, that's why I take so many photos. Yeah. But yeah, I don't like, obviously I remember like some of the cars I've owned. And if someone brings up an experience, I'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do kind of remember that. But other than that, like my childhood is blur. High school is a blur. A year and a half of college blur. 20 years of selling cars blur. Do you feel like it's because every year, every day, every week, every month is kind of just like the same thing, really not really having much experiences like you do nowadays? Maybe. Maybe that's what it is, but I mean, I don't know. Because I kind of think like the stuff I'm doing now, like the past couple months, all becomes a blur, hmm. which is crazy. So there's two crazy, that's one of the crazy things that everything kind of in the past is kind of a blur. The second thing is time goes really slow for me. Mm. Like everyone's like, oh my God, time flies. Yeah. Like I've, I have uh, two kids, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Maximus who is uh, almost going to be four. Oh, shit. Yeah, I know, right? And then his older brother, Romeo, who is going to be uh, 13. I can't really remember the day Maximus was born. It seems like it was forever ago. I feel like I've been with my wife, Nadia, forever, years. Like, I don't really remember any relationship before her. Yeah. We've only been together seven years. So I'm, I'm you know, going to be 49. I've had, let's just say, plenty of relationships before her, all a blur completely. Yeah. And and time just is like very slow. I could kind of uh, agree with you on that. Not that time is slow. You know, I, I always say it too, you know, time flies, you know, Everyone oh my does. God, the year goes by fast. But if I look back at what I did in January, that feels like years ago. Right. It, it doesn't feel like this year. Yep. Like earlier this year, we went to Auto Salon and it just, it feels like so much has happened in that small amount of time that it's not a, it's not even the same year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you talk about two years ago, dude? Dude, it, it's it's crazy, man. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people, time goes fast because the days repeat themselves. Yeah. They go to work every day, they come home every day. They go to work every day, they come home every day and they come home to the same people they go to work with the same people and every day just kind of blends together like man time's flying i don't ever work with the same people more than one or two days a row i never see the same people more and it's it's a new experience for me every single day so that might be why and, and you too you know it's, it's things are different things are always changing you're always going to a different event or going here or going there you know creating some new product or something where it's different so that might be the reason why time's a little slower for some people. Do you ever divide your life into uh, different chapters? Like your uh, certain parts of your life feel like a certain chapter? I There is somewhere in my house I wrote like a book. Not a not like a book book, but like a like you just said, like chapter to chapter. And I had you know like cars in a chapter and I had people in a chapter and like ex-girlfriends in a chapter and certain like family members like everything I kind of broke up mm-hmm. and I don't know where that I, I thought I was going to do it till I was like 50 and then like show it to my kids or something I don't even know what I was going to do with it but there there is somewhere out there where I kind of broke everything up but I I always judge time by either the cars I've owned mm-hmm. like oh yeah, yeah that, that's yeah. why I owe that EG Okay, so I went to Florida and lived there for a month when I owned that one Accord. And before I was married, I used to do it with the girls I dated. Yeah. 
Oh, I remember. I remember that time. I think I was dating that one girl, Jennifer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. But, yeah, now I don't even know. I don't even think about that, which is weird, right? I mean, it's you're living in a weird life. The The life that you live is, is very different. Yeah, it's, oh, it's different. And there's not a lot of people that can tell you that you can probably relate to because the life that you're living is, is so unique. Yes, that and I don't really have friends. You know what I mean? Like I have really good acquaintances. Yeah. You know, but I don't really have friends where like your friends that you kick it with like on the weekend or like you call up, you're like, hey, let's go to dinner. Let's go hang out. I had that up until I did YouTube full time, which is like five years ago and started traveling all the time. Now I don't have, it sounds weird. Like I have all my old friends. I never see them. Yeah. I don't have anyone to go out, you know, on the weekend. So like me and you'll hang out when I come to Cali or if we're at the same event, we'll go out at night and I have other friends in other states that like, if I go to their state and I happen to be there, we'll hang out, but I don't talk to them otherwise. Like yeah. I have no friends, actual like friends that I just kick it with. Cause I'm never, I just don't have that time. So that's, that's kind of a strange, I don't know. It's just, it's unique, I guess. Do you ever think about that? Honestly, I don't think about anything ever. I just keep pushing forward, hmm. which which sometimes is good, but sometimes I don't think about, you know, things I should think about, like on the road, like being, you know, away from my family for three or four weeks at a time. I should sometimes maybe think about my family, which I'm just busy working. And in my head, I'm like, so... If I think about love my wife to death, love my kids, but if I think about them when I'm on the road, I'm going to miss them when I'm on the road. I'm going to want to come back home. Yeah. Like when you're gone from your family for a day, you want to go back to your family. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, like all my friends, wife, kids are like, man, it, when I drop my kid off at school, I can't wait to pick him up. My neighbor said that the other day to me. He's like, uh, the best thing, best part of my day, he said, is when I pick my kid up from school because I missed him and he looks at me, he just puts his arms out and gives me a hug. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I started thinking about him I'm like, man, I don't know if I'll ever have that because I'm never home. Like it's just every so often. But again, if I think about it, I could never do the job I do. So I just block it and just keep pushing. So what's your end goal? I don't have a plan or an end goal at all. Like, I am just keep going and doing what I'm doing. I should probably write down a plan, right? I, I mean, to, to be honest, dude, whatever's most important to you, yeah, yeah, that's what you're always going to gravitate towards, you know? I know that we have the same mindset on a lot of stuff oh, as yeah. far as our passion for working, creating, and pushing forward. But there's been a time that I had to evaluate how I was doing things, the time I was spending places. And um, it was kind of like earlier on in our relationship, Ashley and I, my relationship. And um, I look back at it now that I was uh, pretty selfish on the things that I was doing. And that's because like, you know, you only have so much time. And when I, it would happen when we would go to SEMA. Like when I would go to SEMA, I'm in SEMA mode. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not taking into consideration that Ash is just on 
the everyday life that we've been leaving living yep so when i'm not texting her throughout the day or at night i'm not calling her like it's not fair to her you know what i mean i know what you mean and i had to make a conscious decision to make those kind of changes to bring bring her along on trips to take time away and i mean to be honest it kind of uh it, it everything worked out perfectly be, oh, i mean better than it was before because i started realizing that as much time and attention and you know love that i was putting towards this community to these acquaintances to these friends these relationships i'm building they're not as valuable as what i have back at home because back home would never show me the things that those relationships would show me right right you know people not standing up for you people not like reciprocating the same love that you're giving them you know so i had to take a step back and just think like man i hold all of these relationships so high but i'm kind of taking for granted that my home life is still going to be there well when i got home i'm just back at it but not realizing that i'm gone for these days and not making these calls facetiming making this effort you know and i'm not saying anything about the position you're in or nothing like that it's just that this there's kind of some parallels of oh totally of just the life of being an entrepreneur and being like addicted to working and hustling and just creating you kind of like lose sense of everything else that's going yeah. on oh for sure i i like working more than anything in the world i like my my job and position more than anything in the world and like you said when you do that you sometimes lose focus of what's like really important and how much life would suck without that mm -hmm. you know yeah. i mean it would just like i i couldn't do what i do without the support of my wife yeah which is great but just like you said there's a lot of times I'm out in, in work mode and she's home. And one of the times I realized it was, my baby was a newborn. Uh, Maximus was, I don't know, three, four months old. And I got home. I got home and I, I was talking, oh, I was on the phone with my wife and I was talking to her and I was like, oh, I really miss you. I can't wait to come home. I'm like, you know, I want to hold you and kiss you and lay next to you. And like, this is going to be awesome. And I went on and on and on and on. And I paused for a minute and I let her speak. And she goes, you know what I want? Like, Tell me. She goes, I want to take a shower. I haven't showered in three days. And I stopped and I was like, not even realizing that she's home with a newborn, you know, breastfeeding every day, not able to shower, can barely take, you know, go to the bathroom without holding the baby. And I'm out doing all this stuff, thinking about, you know, kissing her and holding her. And she's like, I, I just want to shower. Yeah. I was like, shit, I'm like, I didn't really realize that. I didn't really realize what she was doing when I was out. So it kind of put things in perspective. Yeah. I think I've uh, I've been changing a lot lately because I've been kind of like self-reflecting, you know, watching the things that I do, seeing the effect it has on people. And um, that that's definitely helped me out a lot, but in the past i really didn't do that and not even in this relationship in past relationships things were even worse yeah you know this was i i always say this i used to tell him that this is 
this is my world you're just living in it and i legit thought that i legit felt like i'm gonna do whatever i want to do yeah and if you're along for the ride cool but if you're not whatever but then i always wondered like why do i feel so lonely you know so then you look back and you're like of course you're gonna be fucking lonely dude like you can't tell that to people right, right, right you can't be traveling all over the world and your significant others not and then you get home and be like why aren't you happy with me <laughs> the fuck you mean i'm not happy with you you know it's it's just a hard balance man but i don't want to hold myself back and not do what i want to do because someone else can't go with me or someone else isn't happy with that so it I don't know. Some people say there's a balance. I really don't think so. I, I really think you have to go for what you want if you really, really want to be successful. Oh, definitely. You definitely can, but you get what comes with that. You do, but you have to you have to understand that. Like I'm I'm fully aware and I'm okay with the fact that when my son gets to like nineteen or twenty years old, he will look at me and say, You know what? F you, you were never there. You were never, ever there. Like mom raised me. You were never around. So when I'm there, I try to be there as much as I can, but I'm not there that often. But I'm okay with that. Like I I knew that before we had the baby. I knew I was going to be around. And me and my wife had that discussion. I'm like, listen, if we're going to have a kid, you're going to raise this kid on your own. I'm not going to be around. And she goes, I'm okay with that. Okay, cool. As long as you're okay with it, and in typical woman fashion, she's changed her mind a few times. <laughs> she's not okay with that all the time. But I, I knew I wasn't going to be around. Yeah. And, and I knew that I wasn't going to be, you know, the father that comes home every single day after work, picks his kid up from school and goes like teacher, parent-teacher conferences. I'm at his basketball game. My oldest is in basketball right now. So Romeo's basketball, a game like almost every weekend yesterday the day before he called me up he's got a cell phone now you know yeah he calls me up he's like hey listen um are you gonna come to any of my games this year I'll, I'll try if i can make one if i'm home for sure but if i'm working i'm working and work comes first because i know and i know it sucks like i know it hurts him but that's that's kind of the way it is like i wouldn't be who i am if i went to all his games i went to all his birthday parties i went to you know, it was parent-teacher conference, and I was there for all my wife's stuff that she wants to do. I wouldn't be sitting here with you. I'd mm -hmm. be a salesman back in Chicago, which is cool, but that's not what I want to be. Yeah. Have you always felt like this? Uh, I, I've always thought that I could do more, like there was something else for me to do. So I never really went to college, went for like a year and a half. Uh, kind of dropped out of college, didn't really see anything there for me. Started bartending, serving tables, Got into car sales, really liked car sales, but knew that I didn't want to be like a 65 or 70 year old car salesman. I mean, there's really no like future in that. In that. You know, mm -hmm. you just kind of can't have to keep hustling and probably saving money. Yeah. And no one really retires from car sales. Most people just die. And that's <laughs> that, that's kind of how it is. Like, oh, why, did, why isn't he selling cars anymore? He's dead. <laughs> that's it, man. No, <laughs> talk to anybody. And that's, I'm telling you, that's what happens. And I didn't want to be oh, that person. Shit. So I knew there was something else there. But I mean, the disconnect from 
like having a having a traditional family base has has that always been something that wasn't as important to you as your career was or did something happen i think something happened i don't know what happened but something happened because i i always wanted the relationship that my parents had Mm -hmm. you know they sat on the couch together and held hands they were married for 50 years always held hands always you know like always in love always happy and I always wanted that relationship. Yeah. And people used to ask my dad all the time, hey, you know, how are you guys so happy? Like, what's the secret in you guys being happy? And my dad would say the same thing all the time. He goes, I work midnights. He worked at the airlines. He worked midnight shift. He goes, so we'd always miss my wife. They'd always miss each other. Like my my mom would work during the day. My dad would come home. They'd hang out for a little bit. My dad would go to work. Mm-hmm. He'd come home. They'd hang out for a little bit. She'd go to work. So they didn't spend any time together. He goes, that was the secret. And so I always thought to myself, I'm like, I'm never going to do that. I am never, ever going to marry someone and never see them like that. I want to be with my wife every day, every minute, every second. And then as life, as you know, you grow up like your parents, whether you want to or not. Yeah. I'm in the same position my dad was in. Times 10. Right? Like, or totally. My wife once complained, I was selling cars. I get home at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock, right? Dealership closes at nine. You have a late deal, whatever it is. You stay late. It's no big deal. She's like, you know, you know, one night, why home so late? I was like 10, 30. I, I had a deal, but it didn't work. Yeah. What, what do you mean it didn't work? Well, financing didn't go through. Okay. So you worked till 10, 30. You took time away from me and you. And now you're, you're not, you didn't even get a deal. You didn't even make any money. She goes, you know what? Maybe you need to find a different job. One hmm. that you can come home at like five or six, like everyone else, and we can spend time together like a normal family. And this is Nadia. This is Nadia. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And this was before I started traveling for YouTube and everything. Okay. So now I don't come home for a week or two. <laughs> you know, like she'd be real happy if I started selling cars again, as far yeah. as me coming home. But otherwise, I'm, I'm sure her and the her and the kids are proud of what I do and they like it. But it just sucks. They wish I could be home more. Yeah. So. You have you ever thought about like trying to pinpoint what it was that that made you feel the way that you do? No. Because the way that you're saying it, obviously, a lot of people are going to see an issue with it. Not that any of it is their their life or whatever sure. but how how they wouldn't want to live life so the way that you're kind of thinking about things is a lot different than just like the norm oh no totally but but i'm also right now considered like the number one authority on the honda brand mm-hmm. in the world like honda corporate invites me out to do things all the time as you know uh, i get out get called out by honda uk Honda dealerships invite me out to train all the Honda salesmen. Uh, Honda Indonesia, which we can talk about in a minute. They just invited me out to Indonesia for an event. Nice. So would I do any of this stuff if I didn't think differently than most people? If I wanted to spend time, if I was home with my family every night, I wouldn't be doing any of that stuff. And most other people are home with their families every night, which is great. Like that works for them. That doesn't work for me. And, And one of the reasons is, is, I think from what I'm doing, you know, creating videos, connecting people in the Honda world, just helping out other companies, other other enthusiasts, all that help 
I'm helping out millions of people, let's just say monthly, you know, educating them and helping them, you know, either better understand the product or live better lives or whatever the fact is, I'm helping out millions of people. If I sat home, I'd help myself out, my kids and my wife. That's four people. How can you possibly want to help four people versus millions? I mean, that's it. I mean, it's real simple. I can help my four fa- my four people in my family or millions of people around the world. I'll take the millions. All day, I'll take the millions. Yeah. It's, for me, it's simple math. So do you ever think that, that this is going to come and um, you're going to have a different realization in the future? Not sure. Well, I mean, I, I might have the realization that you had. I, and it might be too late for me when it happens. I, who knows? Yeah. I mean, there. I've, I've been thinking about doing, so a lot of what I do is I train Honda salesmen on technology. So I'll go out to a Honda dealership, I'll break the salesman into three or four people each, and I'll walk them around the outside of the car, showing them like all the features, all the, the tips and tricks, all the cool stuff. I'll bring them to the inside of the car, show them all the cool stuff inside. It takes about an hour and a half. And they'll know pretty much everything about that car. So now they have the confidence. So when you walk in, you're like, hey, listen, me and my wife are looking for an HRV. What normally happens is they're cool. Here's the keys to an HRV. Go drive it. Is that your trade-in? We're going to get numbers on your trade. When you come back, we'll talk about those numbers and see if we make a deal. Yeah. Once I'm done with them, they'll go with you on the test drive and go, wait, let me show you all this cool stuff. Yeah. This CRV, you have that touchscreen display, right? And it's real cool to change the temperature up and down. But if you want to turn the temperature from 90 down to 72, most people press that bottom button a whole bunch of times. Or if you take your finger and just flick it down once, just one swipe, goes from 90 to 72. Oh, no shit. Another swipe goes down to low. So they're like, oh, shit, I never knew that. Yeah. And you can't get that in any other car. Yeah. So now I train the salesman on all the cool stuff that car can do. And now they can show you when you're looking for a car and make a sale and make someone happier versus just worrying about the price. Yeah. So that that's that's part of what I do. I don't even know why we're on that subject. We're on a deep subject, we're, bro. We're, 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 on a, we're, we're yeah, we're on a, a real deep subject. You're on Doctor Frank right now. I hope you know that, dude. Dude, why I just picked this up? I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna have some more cold brew by Starbucks, and it's empty. Yeah, but yeah, so that's so it, yeah. Why? I hope I don't overstep any boundaries go for it let's do it why why would you stay in the relationship then in the relationship i'm in yeah i i love my wife no i mean and 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 i i so love doesn't change let's anything let's say once she supports me Mm -hmm. 100 percent, even though i'm never ever there so let's just let's let's say this for a second Let's say I left that relationship. Okay. Now what? Now I have no relationship. I have no wife. I have no girlfriend. And I have no support system. I that, mean, that, but that, you have nothing slowing you down. If you're at, I'm not trying to convince you. I, no, I'm <laughs> not as cool, dude. <laughs> she's going to be like, she's gonna be like Downstar, that was uncool. I, no, but it, no. it's on, the, um, on so, both sides. So you know, I'm, you're free to I'm, do what you want. She's I'm, free to do I'm, what she wants. I will tell you that she does not slow me down or stop me from doing anything ever, ever. You steer the ship. 
I don't know if that's the right word to say, but I don't, I don't have to ask her, oh, can I leave and go to New Zealand and Indonesia and then over to, you know, New York and then California, I'll be home in four weeks. I'm going to Indonesia. I'm going to New Zealand. I'm going to California, New York. I'll be home in four weeks. Yeah. Cool. And she packs and she packs my bag and she gets all my stuff ready and off I go. Yeah. So there's actually never been a time where she says, listen, I, I need your home this time. You can't go to this event or you can't go here. I need your home. That's never, ever happened. Mm-hmm. So here's a story of my son being born. We, we go to the baby doctor, right? My wife's pregnant. Go okay. to the baby doctor and baby's like, hey, listen, the doctor's like, you know, we're looking at the baby and everything and looks like the due date is going to be January 10th. And okay, cool. I go, that date doesn't work for me. <laughs> the doctor looked at me like, that's real funny. I know, seriously. <laughs> I said... Oh my God, the, Jason. The Detroit Auto Show is the 10th and they're unveiling the new NSX for the first time. She looked at my wife and she's like, is he serious? My wife goes, it's his job. It's his passion. He's serious. She goes, well, what do you want to do? I go, let's schedule a C-section. Doctor goes, we don't do that unless it's like an emergency. I go, we're going to find a new doctor. And, and then we're going to tip them. There was just... There was just silence. Yeah, I think there's silence right now, Jason. She goes, I'm going to go talk to my like my boss. She comes back and she goes, we can do three days before or like one day after or whatever the deal was. I'm like, cool, January 7th is actually my dad's birthday. So let's make it that day. Okay. You know, in my head, I'm, I'm like, cool. So my dad's going to pass away, right? My dad's going to die. Yeah. Because everyone dies. My dad's going to die, and then I'll be able to remember his birthday because it's my son's birthday. Okay. In my head, it makes sense. Yeah. So she has the baby on January 7th, a C-section, scheduled. We walk in. It was like, oh, we're going to have a baby at 1230 in the afternoon. We packed up all our stuff. We drove to the hospital. She went into the surgery thing, and they cut her open, took the baby out. The next day, I went to the Detroit Auto Show. So... You ask anyone that has a kid, the craziest time for them is that first drive home from the hospital to the house because they wrap the kid up in like 30 blankets, whatever it is. They put him in the baby seat for the first time. They drive like two miles an hour, you know, 20 minutes to the house to make sure nothing in the world ever happens. And they're so careful. My mom and dad did that with my son and my wife because I was out. Wow. But that's how it is. And I'm okay with it never complain if i want to change it i change it i'm good like that so work 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 comes first but i don't think i don't know how successful i am but i wouldn't be as successful as i am now if i didn't put work first and you're okay with the outcome of all of this like you said when your son gets old enough oh yeah he's he's good he unless something weird happens you yeah. know, unless something changes drastically. So there's there's a there's a, a grand plan that I have that I'm I'm working on, but we'll, we'll see if it happens. The uh, he, he will give me a big f you, dad. You know, you were never around. Like, hey, mom always raised us. Cool. He he knows it though. Like right now, he's he's trained to know what's going on. 
Mm-hmm. When he when we drive to the airport for the drop me off, she goes, oh, he goes, oh, daddy, you're going to work because I work at the airport. Hmm. And then I disappear. He goes, when are you coming back? It's tough now because he tries to understand it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be back next Monday. Oh, tomorrow? No, like a week from next Monday. And next day I'll call me, are you coming home today? No, it's it's next Monday. Like, because he's like three and a half. So we, the time yeah. confuses him. He's like, well, why don't you come home? The, the hard part is going to be when he gets older and all his friends' dads come home every day. And his friends' dads bring him to Boy Scouts and Cub Scouts and birthday parties and football games and basketball games. And his dad doesn't. So hopefully he'll look at it and go, you know, my dad's a, he's a Honda. I don't even know what I am. I don't even know what, I don't even know what people Ambassador? My dad's a Honda ambassador. He travels around the world doing cool Honda stuff. And here's his videos. And this is what he does. Oh, that's so cool. You know, or it'll just be like, my dad's an asshole. He's never around. I'm cool either way. I don't want my son to call me an asshole, but if he does, I can't help that. Yeah. It's crazy, you know, but I mean, everybody lives a different life. Oh, for sure. You know, um, just even being from different parts of the country, if we had the same type of family structure, it still wouldn't matter because we were experiencing different days. Everything is so different what we experience. Totally. So the shock that I have is because I'm seeing your life through through my my eyes, my experiences, yeah, yeah. the way that I would feel. But I don't know how it would feel not to feel that way. And I think that's the same thing is you don't know how it feels the other way. Totally. Like I'm when I'm home, I have to be very careful because I get depressed really quickly when I'm home. So I come home on, I come home on Monday mm-hmm. uh, from Cali. I fly home on Monday. I'll be home Monday night. I'll be home for one day. I'll be home Tuesday. And then Wednesday I leave again for Barbados. Mm-hmm. So when I'm home Tuesday, there's a lot of excitement because I'm home. But if I'm home for more than like a day or two, I get super depressed because I'm not accomplishing anything. I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting around with my family doing nothing. So I don't I don't watch TV. I don't listen to the radio. I don't read books. I want to be accomplishing stuff. I don't want to waste my time. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not accomplishing anything, even if I'm with my family, a lot of times I feel like I'm wasting my time. There's something I could be doing right now other than just sitting here. And it's real tough. My wife's like, listen, sit and spend time with your kids. And do what? Spend time with them. Go eat with them. Go hang out. Go watch TV. Go play a game. But it, it, I really have to like take a deep breath and just be like, okay, I, I can do this. Like I can just sit here and not do anything. But it just like it, it itches inside me. So like, what is what is what would you be feeling? Can you explain it? Like what the thoughts are that's going on in your head while you feel this. Depression. I just I, I feel honestly I just feel like I'm I'm just a loser like I'm not doing anything like I'm falling one I'm falling way behind like in life because I'm not getting anything done and I want to just keep working you know so I just 
I, there, there's a lot of times that, you know, it's time to go to bed and they'll go to bed. And I'm like, I, I need to work. Like mm -hmm. I need to do stuff. And you know, I, I've, I try to, I think for relationships, you need to talk to each other a lot. So I've told my wife and she knows exactly how I feel. Mm -hmm. So sometimes she'll be like, cool. So what do you need? Like two hours? Yeah. So go do something for two hours. And when you're done, come back. And that helps because at least I get to do some things. So, because when I come home from a big trip, that trip is usually pretty packed with stuff to do. Mm -hmm. If I take a lot of film, I need to edit that film. I get home, I want to edit it. Mm -hmm. And my wife and kids are like, well, you just got home. You've gone for a week and a half. Spend time with us. No, no, no. I need to edit. Like, I need to get this work done. This work won't get done by itself. And I'm going to leave it in two days. They said, yeah, that, that's why we want to spend time with you. So, it's, it's a constant battle because I want to stay married. I, I enjoy the idea of being married. I enjoy spending time with my wife. I enjoyed spending a lot of time with her beforehand. You know, like before I was doing this whole YouTube thing, we we're together. Yeah. And we we're together every like a normal relationship every single day. Every weekend we, you know, lay in bed together, everything. And I was like, wow, this, you know, I, I don't want to be with anyone else ever. And then this whole Honda Per Jason thing took off. And I still don't want to be with anyone else ever. I guess this this is more to your point earlier today. You know, why would I stay there? Because it was so amazing this whole time. And I know this is the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. But right now, I can't spend every minute with her. So I, I've, been, I've been thinking because I've told people, I've told her, if roles were reversed and she was doing this, I'd be out. Yeah. Why would I want to be married to someone that's never around me? You marry someone because you want to spend every day with them. Mm -hmm. You know, that's like why you get married. Yeah. And she doesn't spend every day with me. So if it was reversed, I'd be like, I'm, I'm out. I want to go meet other girls and go do other stuff. My wife's never around. So the fact that she doesn't do that is awesome. Like amazing. But will she do that for another five or 10 years or 15 or 20 years? I don't know. Can I do what I'm doing and keep up my my schedule? I work six to seven days a week, but and and other people I understand other people work seven days a week. I, I get that. The difference with me, as you know, is I work seven days a week in all different parts of the world. You know, I work in the Netherlands for a day or two. I'll go over to England for a day, then over to California, then New York, and then Barbados, and then Florida, and then I come home for a night, and then I'm on the road again. And sometimes I'm flying, sometimes I'm driving. There's all different things I'm doing. So I just think it's it's different and probably hard on my body, even though I don't think about it. Yeah. When I'm 60 or 70, will I be able to keep doing what I'm doing? Maybe. So I my my grand plan, which I've never actually told anyone except for like my wife and maybe my mom about, but I'll tell you about. Because it's you and you're my friend. And only a couple people listen to this. Don't worry about it. And a few other people out there. Uh, my grand plan is really, because uh, a lot of the money I make is training Honda salesmen. Right? That's where my money comes in. To go to these events, these events I go to because they're fun. And I can create content. I think I help the event by promoting them. But there's no money there. It's just for fun. Right? I can show off my car. I can do all that cool stuff. So what I want to do is I want to actually build a team of Honda pros. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight, nine people in my team 
what I can do is I can train them on everything I know about the cars and then they can go out to the dealerships, right? And mm -hmm. train them. Um, there's 1100, 1200 Honda dealerships out there. There's one of me and the cars or technology is always changing. So even if I was booked 365 days a year at different Honda dealerships around the country, by the time I got to all the dealerships, new product would already be out. I'd have to go back to the old dealerships. I'd never ever catch up. So if I had a team of eight or nine people, I can give them different areas of the country. I could have you know someone book them all, send them out at a discounted rate versus what I would charge. And I could do events and I could do grand openings and I could do personal appearances and I could do that stuff, which wouldn't make me as busy as I am now. And I could step back a little bit because now I have a whole team of people working. I also have income that way. Because when I'm 60 or 65, if I can't do what I do now, how the hell do I make money? Yeah, I'm done. If I have a team of people, I can always manage them. Then go out and they could be, you know, Honda pros. It can be, you know, Honda pro Frank and Honda pro Joe and Honda pro this. And oh yeah, I work for Honda pro Jason. I know everything he knows. Mm -hmm. It's cool. So that that's kind of, that that is the plan for the future. Do you think that's still gonna leave you feeling fulfilled? Yeah, I think so because I can still educate all these people and help all these people around the world through these this eight or nine person team. So yeah, they'll, they'll totally, I, I've always liked helping people. My whole life I've liked helping people. And I, and I don't look for anything in return. I just like helping as much as I can in any way I can. So that's why I think a lot of, you know, I'll get you know, emails or messages or phone calls throughout the day from dealerships or from enthusiasts like, hey, I need help with this. Or hey, I'm looking for a you know Civic Type R at sticker because I know everyone's over sticker. Can you help me out? Sure, let me go find a dealership in your area. Call the dealership. And, hey, listen, this is Hunter Jason. I'm a YouTuber. Ah, we know who you are. Cool. I have a, a fan of mine that's looking for a Civic Type R. Can you help him out for sticker price? You know, just as an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have asked for Bobby. Here's Bobby's phone number. So I get back to the guy. I'm like, hey, you're set up at XYZ dealership and Bobby will take care of you. And that's it. I don't get anything from that. I don't get a kickback from the dealership or any money for it, but I get to help them, which I think in my mind, it makes me feel good. Have you always wanted to help people out? I think so. Even before Hondas, before car stuff? I think so. Do you feel like sometime in your past that nobody paid attention to you or nobody helped you out when you were in need of help? I don't think so. I don't really know where it came from. I mean, I, my dad might have been like that. You know, I think my dad might have been like always trying to help other Helping. people out. However, you know, he was always his friend's house working on the cars and, you know, always just doing what he could to help other people out any way he could. So maybe I picked up some stuff from him. That's possible. Yeah. But again, I don't really think about, you know, one day I'll probably go to a psychiatrist yeah. and he'll figure all that shit out. But until then. Yeah. Till then, I'm, I'm talking to you? No, definitely. Um, and you're in the right spot, Dr. Frank in the building, dude. <laughs> I love it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if it works for you, it won't work for a lot of people, but the position that you're in, yeah. not a lot of people can be in it. I guess at the end of the day, as long as you're happy. 100%, I wouldn't change my life for anything. So... Yeah, I wouldn't change my life for anything. And and with zero regrets. Uh, my whole life, no regrets on anything. 
You just, you know, you do what you want to do. And if it doesn't work out, you do something stupid, then you do something stupid and just move forward. So I, I've nothing I've regretted my whole entire life. And I've done some pretty stupid shit. Oh, let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a lot of conversations before, mm. and there's a lot of things that you've told me mm. that, um, you know, they're great stories. And it no. really paints a picture of who you are and why you are how you are. Um, those aren't my business to be telling any of those stories. No, I mean, there, there, there's, there's a lot of stories we've talked about, a lot of like personal type stuff that as much fun as I think you thought it was and how cool that you thought it was, I don't really think it's something that like the whole world would be like, oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I really want to learn about Honda Pro Jason's ex-girlfriend and what happened. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, we don't really care. We yeah. want to, we want to know about Honda stuff. We want to know how he got to watch his own car being built in the UK and how he stripped it down and painted it Phoenix yellow. Like we want to know how, why Honda gives him shit and no one else in the world, how they let him, you know, I, I've, I've done stuff that no one in the world's ever done. So my, my civic type R. Yeah. Right. So Honda enthusiasts have waited for the civic type R to come to America for about 18 years. So I was the first person to announce on April 1st, ironically, it was April Fool's Day, at the New York Auto Show that the Civic Type R, as rumored, would actually come into production. So I announced it at the, Civic, at the uh, New York Auto Show before Honda announced it. And then I talked to Honda the UK out in Swindon. I'm like, listen, I'm going to buy a Civic Type R. But I want to do a full, I want everyone to understand how incredible this car is. So what I want is I want to go out to Swindon and I want to watch my car being built and I want to film the whole thing. And like, yeah, that's, that's not going to happen. Like we don't allow anyone to take photos inside Swindon, the, the UK plant. Mm -hmm. So, so sorry. So I hit them up again and I explained to them what I did and how I did it. And I talked to Honda US, Honda US called up and they're like, so, you know, they can't tell you, we can't tell you what to do, but I think it'd be a good idea if you allowed him in and I'm only here to help the brand, mm -hmm. right? I don't want to divulge any secrets about the brand that they don't want out. So I made an agreement with him. I'm like, listen, I'll go in there and film. And before I publish anything, any photos, anything, I'll make sure you're okay. Every single one of them. So eventually we came to an agreement. I flew out, brought a couple camera people with me and I recorded the entire thing from right after paint all the way through the, the building of the process and how exactly they built a Civic Type Bar because it's put together different than regular cars. So what, what products they use and how detailed they were and how different it was than any other vehicle out there. So they, I mean, just for instance, they know that people are gonna show the car. They know that people, it's not just an A, B, a to B car, not just get you to work. These are people, you know, that are gonna show off the car at car shows and they're gonna just be very meticulous about everything. So some of the areas that they would just spray the outside panels on like a regular Civic, they took the time to spray inside the crevices. You know, they took the time to polish around under the hood hmm. to make sure things looked better when you open the doors, things look better when you pop the hood, things look better when you took the wheels off and changed the tire size or looked underneath the car. They wanted to make sure that everything looked hmm. good. And they took the extra effort because they knew it was going to be a show car. They knew people were going to do extra things that they normally wouldn't do with the Civic. 
Okay, everybody, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be back in one minute. Yo, what's up, fool? Make sure you check out Downstar for all of your dress-up needs. Get it poppin' over here. We have all the kits for the K-Series, the B-Series, the transmission, the mounts, the engine, the Toro, baby. We have the hardware for the seats, for the stereo. We got it for the speakers. We got it for the lug nuts. We got it for the air valves. We got it for everything, dog. So you make sure you hit us up at downstarring.com or you call us up, fool. You can even text us, lame, 818-937-3472. Just shoot us a text and tell us what's up, dog. I need some fucking balls in this bitch. Hit us up, downstarring.com. Hey, and if you got an Instagram, slide in our fucking DM at downstar. Wait, hit up the homie, Frank underscore downstar. He's the one that takes care of all the DMs. Hit that level up and shoot him a message and he'll get you all taken care of real nicely. So I got to film that whole thing and it took it took forever. It took about four to six months for them to find the okay. All the footage. Well, I sent them footage and they're like, so we need you to delete this one section because this guy's hat is on crooked. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, yeah, his hat's on crooked. Okay, you need to delete this section because this guy has a cell phone that you could see out of his pocket. There's something sitting on the floor. There's a wrench on the floor. Delete that section. Hmm. I'm like, listen, I don't understand. Like, what's the big deal? And they said, well, if the president of Honda, Japan, like corporate headquarters, if he watches this video, which is very possible he will watch this video. We're in trouble. We're in big trouble. (laughs) We're, we're gonna he's gonna come down on us he yeah. goes get rid of that and those are examples like i'm not saying that happened or didn't happen it did actually happen but those are examples where i had no idea that was even possible so they edited all the footage they helped me edit the footage and cut out everything they didn't want or they finally approved everything i uploaded the video everyone loves it it's cool i uh, went to new york to pick up the car i uh, drove the car from new york down to where to go uh greensville North Carolina, mm-hmm. Greensboro, North okay. Carolina. That's where they build the Honda Jet. So Honda Jet invited me about a year before the Type R came out. They invited me out for a ride in the Honda Jet. Oh, wow. So H- Honda makes a jet. A lot of people don't know that. Honda makes a jet. It's $5 million. It's built with, uh, the engines are built with Honda and GE technology. And Honda builds the whole entire jet. Everything but the actual fuselage. So the fuselage is carbon fiber. It comes from another company. In fact, let's see if I got it on my ear. That what you're holding right now in your hand is a piece of carbon fiber from the fuselage of a Honda Jet. Go ahead and put that in your hands and bend it. Damn. Look at how thin that is. Yeah. That's I mean, the, I could definitely snap it, you know, but I just don't want to break. Of course, because you're so muscular. I got strong thumbs, bro. Bro. I, <laughs> <laughs> So I, I want to get into it. Okay. So yeah, so they invited me out to go um check out the jet. Check out the jet, right? We, we had a date about eight or nine months before I went to Swindon and picked up, or went to pick up my car in New York. And I'm waiting for the day. They said, Hey, listen, you know, we want you to come down and get a um we want you to come down and see the jet being built. We'd like to do a video on the jet being built. Hmm. Cool. Now, can I get a flight in the jet? And they said, well, no, we only do that for people that are buying the jet. It's $5 million. I'm like, well, you don't just do like free test flights. Okay, cool. I go, 
I don't want to come. Like, I don't want to come out there. This is $5 million worth of content. Yes. That's right. Take me in that goddamn jet. So listen, I, I, I want a flight. They're like, well, you're not going to get a flight. I go, okay, then find someone else to come out there and shoot that, all that stuff for you. And like a week later, they sent me an email. They're like, you've been cleared for flight. Whoa. I turn to Nadia. I go, did that just happen? Like I put my big boy pants on. I pushed my shoulders back and I said, I'm not doing it. And they're like, you're cleared for flight. I'm like, oh man, this is going to get no better. Like this is unbelievable. Telling everyone like all my social media, everyone's like, oh my God, you're actually going to fly. Oh, it's going to be awesome. You're going to be in the jet. You're going to be able to fly around. This is great. And like a week before the date, yeah, they sent me an email. They're like, hey, listen, uh, yeah, we have to cancel. <sighs> Why? Uh, production, we raised production and we just can't have you come out now. But it seemed kind of weird. Mm-hmm. So immediately I was like, man, maybe I pissed somebody off. Like maybe I did something wrong and I upset somebody, which by the way, I hate doing. I hate letting people down. I hate upsetting people. So we'll get back to that in a minute. And that has to do with the one and only time me and you kind of got into it. Mm-hmm. Is we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute, but that really bothered me because I thought I upset you and I didn't mean to. And it like, I was like out with like, I think it was like my mom's birthday that day. And I'm like, I need, I need to do something. And I called you immediately because I need to squash it immediately. So we're getting into that for a second. So I, the Honda Jet mm-hmm. canceled it. They're like, oh, we might be able to do it in the future. So I contacted them and contacted them and contacted them. No, 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 contact, no, contact me. Like, you know what? We can do it now. Cool. So we set up the date and it happened to be two days after I picked up my car in Albany, New York after the Pacific type hour was done. So I'm like, hey, listen, you know, I want to do the flight. They're like, yeah, everything's cool. You can't bring a camera person with you because that was my original plan. You have to film all this yourself. That's fine. I can figure that out. So I went out there and I filmed, you know, what I could inside the building. I went for a walk around the outside of the jet. I'm sitting there talking to the pilot. He's like, so we're going to go up there and take the jet out. He goes like, what do you want to do? Like, what do you mean? He goes, well, what types of things do you want me to do in the jet? Like, what are my options? We can do like a fast takeoff. We can do a stall. We can do a, you know, a dip with some turns, this and that. I'm like, let's do everything. Everything you can do, I want to do. He goes, do you want to fly it? <laughs> I go, yeah, of course I want to fly it. Like, why else would I be here? Of course I want to fly it. I thought that was in the trip. Bro, I don't have a pilot's <laughs> license. I have no clue what I'm doing oh in a plane, God. right? So we jump in the plane. And we're, we're flying, we're at like 25,000 feet. And he's like talking about everything, explaining how everything works. I'm, I'm filming him and it's like super cool. We're like, you know, talking to the tower, going back, like everything's going great. And he goes, um, cool. He goes, you ready to fly? Yeah, I'm ready to fly. He starts hitting all these switches, all these uh, alarms are going off. Whoop, 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 whoop. I'm like, what's going on? He goes, I'm shutting off all the, like the autopilots. Uh-huh. He goes, you're going to hand fly the flight, the plane. Cool. What do I do? He goes, grab onto the, the the stick. I grabbed on and he goes, pull it back, push it forward. We're going to go right. We're going to left. I flew the thing for about 10 minutes. It was stupid. Awesome. Whoa. I'm not going to lie though. I was probably dripping in sweat. I was dripping in sweat. Is you're? I mean, have you ever flown a plane? No. So in a car, you're on the ground. You have control over how fast you go forward and backward and turning right and left. And if something happens, you can just stop. Yeah. There's no stopping in the air. And it's not just forward, backward, right, and left. You also, the front and back of the plane goes up and down and it tilts side to side. So there's a lot of different axes that are gotcha. strange. And 
and like you're just up in the air. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really a weird feeling, but flying it was insane. So we're, we're done flying it, right? Everything's cool. And the pilot looks at me, he's like, oh, we're on the ground. He goes, is that your Civic Type R? I go, yeah. He's like, oh man, I've never seen one. They're brand new. I heard so much about them. I go, here, go drive it. He goes, I'm not going to drive it. I go, dude, I just drove your $5 million plane. You can drive my $36,000 <laughs> Civic Type R. So he takes off and he's gone for like 10, 15 minutes. He comes back. He goes, that was awesome. He goes, I love this. I'm like, so it was really cool. I got to fly his plane. I got to drive my car. So I take my car and drive it home, which is like one of the rare times it was ever at my house. And then Eibach meet happens in Ohio. Okay. So I, I'm driving it to Eibach meet. I'm like, man, there's going to be other Civic Type bars there, right? Like I know I'm not going to be the only one there. So I really want to make a splash. I really want people to remember me and my car at this meet. Mm-hmm. So it's um, Eibach. It had to be 2017. Yeah. So I call up uh, Ryan, mm-hmm. you know, who does all the Eibach meet stuff. And I'm like, hey, Ryan, I have an idea. Would it be okay if I brought some Sharpies and had everyone autograph my car mm-hmm. at your meet? He goes, are you serious? Like, yeah. It's okay with you. Like, I don't want to upset you. Like, is that cool? He goes, yeah. He goes, you're nuts, but okay. Oh, what people didn't really know is I had a plan to paint my car the ent- before I even bought the car. Yeah. Because again, everyone's going to have a Civic Type R. Now, you were at the event today. There's probably 55 or 60 of them. Yeah. Some people put spoilers on. Some people put, you know, little things to make them different, but they're all pretty similar. I really wanted my car to stand out. I really wanted my car to to be different than everything else in the world. And I knew that I had to paint it to do that, not wrap it. So my car is Phoenix yellow, mm-hmm. right? An original old school type R color. And if I had wrapped my car Phoenix yellow or wrapped my car yellow, it would get attention. Mm-hmm. And people would probably want to go out and see it. And they might not, you know, they might have not thought about going to an event, but my car would be there. And like, you know what? It's like 20, 30 minutes away. I'll go because I really want to see this wrap Civic type R. I painted my car. I had people coming up to me at events saying, listen, I drove four hours because I wanted to see your car. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's better for the event. That's better for the community. That's better for everybody. So I knew I had to take that step. So getting back to Eibach, mate, I, I bought all these Sharpies, silver Sharpies. You were there. I wrote on it. Actually, you did. You wrote on it. Said heavy in the street with the Honda H. <laughs> <laughs> so what you might not have seen at the very beginning I had all these Sharpies. I handed them out to people. I'm like, hey, would you autograph my car? Well, I'm not going to touch your car with a Sharpie. You crazy? No, just autograph my car. It's okay. This is my car. No, they're like, we've never seen a Civic Type R. Like, they're selling for like 15000 over sticker. Like, it's brand new. Crap. So I did the first signature. After that, there was a line of like 20, 30 minutes, a whole day of people autographing. Like, I had over 1,500 signatures on that car. Drove the car around for about a week and a half like that. Dropped it off at this place in Missouri, Kirk's Collision Center. They completely stripped the car down all the way down to the frame and repainted it Phoenix Yellow and put it back together. So it it was and is the only full color change to Phoenix Yellow Civic Type R in the world. And that's why I think everyone goes crazy for it. So it's yeah. and, and a lot of the stuff is something that obviously most people or no one else in the world's ever done. I don't know anyone else has ever flown the Honda jet. I don't know anyone else ever watched their own car being built, especially Hondas. And no one else has been allowed in there with the camera. So I know no one's ever watched their own car being built. So I got to do all this stuff and, you know, 
did some of this take away from my family life? Going back to that, of course. Was it worth it? 100%. You know, I, I built a name for myself allowing me to do some things that no one in the world has been able to do, and I'm able to share it with people. That's my big thing. I've been invited to many things. People are like, hey, listen, we want to bring you in and show you our private collection. Honda's like, hey, we want to bring you in and show you something no one in the world's ever seen. I'm like, can I film it? Can I show other people? No, 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 but we want to show you. I'll pass. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go. Well, why? Like, this, this is an opportunity for you to see. If I can't share it with other people, it's completely worthless to me. I don't want to do something unless I can share what I see with the world, help educate or help entertain them. Otherwise, I'm I'm out. It's not I. I'd rather do something else that I can show people. So I I think I don't know if that goes a long way if that helps me, but I don't know. I think it helps me. That's kind of the way I think about before I shoot something, before I film something, or before I go to somewhere that where they invite me. Am I able to do this? And no. Okay, I'll pass. I'll I'll do something else, you know? Yeah. So how is your channel doing? It's doing good. Uh, That's a great question. And it's a great question because there's a lot of automotive YouTubers out there. And a lot of them are growing very, very quickly. Yeah. And I've watched a lot of them start kind of where I was. And now they're into like the 400 or 300 or 600,000 subscribers. Mm-hmm. I'm at 145,000. Mm-hmm. There's probably a couple, re- like I think my channel should be bigger. Yeah. I really think my channel, for what I'm able to see and do, and I'm probably as well known, if not more, than these other automotive YouTubers, but my channel's not that big. And I think some of the reasons is I chose just to do Honda, mm-hmm. not to like a lot of them do Lamborghini and Porsche and BMW and like all these other brands. I just do Honda. So it kind of limits me a little bit, which I'm okay with because I'm the number one. I think I'm going to you know, not be a dick about it, but I'm probably the number one authority on Honda in the world. So I'm okay with that. I'm okay being in that position versus having more subscribers and, you know, being good with Chevy and Ford and Toyota and brands that I don't really give a crap about. So I'm, I'm good where I am, but I'd like to see my channel grow and have way more subscribers for the reason I think I can reach more people. If I can have, you know, let's just say a million subscribers. Yeah. That means that I can help educate way more people than I'm educating right now. I care less about the money. You know, that doesn't never matter to me. It's, I want to educate more people. I love the fame of it. I'm not going to lie. I absolutely love, went to the event today. Every person that's like, hey, Honda Pro, can I get a picture with you? Hell yeah, come on. I love that. Can I get your autograph? Oh, let me take a picture of your car. Hey, you know, I watched this video, I changed this, or I bought this car because your video, I did this because your video, or you helped my neighbor out, you know, better understand his car because your video, whatever the case was. You know that I love that. That's what feeds me. I just, I just think that's amazing. That's why I started the channel. I mean, I started the channel to help my fellow salesmen better understand the technology, and that's all it really was was just trying to help them, you know, better understand the technology so they could explain it to their customers and sell more cars. 
and it's helped them and it's helped you know millions of people around the world now which i just think is awesome so yeah that's crazy man it's a very unique life that you live it, it is and i don't like talking to you about it i'm thinking more and more about it i normally don't yeah i don't discuss it with people i don't really talk so this is this is really good therapy dr frank no, seriously, I, I don't really ever talk about this stuff. I just keep pushing forward. So it's, it's interesting to hear I'm me a, say what I'm saying. I'm good at my job. And I'm not even talking. I know, right? Isn't that awesome? <laughs> you know what I really think it is, to be honest? For one, where, where did a quarter just come from? It came out of my pocket and I oh. showed you the carbon fiber. I just it's, look and there's a it's, quarter. It's a gift. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. So for one, I think a lot of people never get a chance to talk about themselves and tell their story and have somebody genuinely listen. Yeah. You know, um, with me, I like to make eye contact. I like to feel, I like my guests to feel like I'm listening. Yeah. yeah. And I am listening. So the more attention you pay, the more you listen and the more interested you are, more is going to come out. People just open up. Yeah. Talk, well, yeah, I guess you think about it. When you're with your friends or hanging out with people, you're on your phone, you're mm -hmm. looking around, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're hearing them, but you're not paying attention. Yeah. Like this is, it's not awkward. It's just strange. Yeah. Just sitting across from you and just because there's like no one coming up to us. Yeah. Hey, Frank, let me ask you a question. Hey, Frank, I love these bolts. Hey, Frank, let me take a picture with you. We can't go two yeah. minutes. Right? Yeah. Totally. I, we can't take a couple steps. People are always stopping us. So this is cool. I mean, there's, there's, there's nobody here but us. Which, which is cool. Yeah. I like that. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, I yeah. think that that's where the podcast really brings a lot of value. I think so too. Is, uh, I, I like that. There's a lot of stories that people want to hear. There's people that want to know about you. I, sure. You know, they want to know why you do what you do, who you work for, yeah, yeah. all of that stuff. Now, there is a video out there. And it's called, Who is Honda Pro Jason? And it is a 25-minute interview where somebody asked me in detail how I started, how everything happened. I walked through the entire thing. It's on YouTube. You can find it. But you know somewhere. what? Tell me. They're not Dr. Frank though, bro. They're not Dr. <laughs> Frank at all. Not even close. So let's get into the time that um, I got mad. Bro, I was just thinking of that. I was like, how do we transition to the time you got mad? Just do it. Okay. So I'm looking down on my phone. S someone sends me a message. And it basically it was, you should check downstar's instagram because he called you out like oh this will be fun like me and you were <laughs> we were like I, i'd say we were friends ish oh like, yeah definitely I mean, I, like at that time I, we weren't like best friends but like we we were friends yeah right so i looked down and there's a post on your on your page that says and I, i'm paraphrasing because i remember it's a picture of what i posted on one of my instagram posts it was a picture of your car i think it was a spoon sports uh -huh. car and I put them top to bottom. And the post was something like, you know, which do you like more? Which one do you like? Or what's your favorite top or bottom? And I just did it just as like a, you know, pick your favorite car. Like I want to, <laughs> you know, produce a little bit of excitement. And people are like, oh, Frank Downstar, he's my boy. Oh, Spoon Sports, I love Spoon. Like it went back and forth. And the post that you did was like, who is this chump fucker that, that posted this <laughs> shit? Fuck that guy. He's an asshole. He can suck me. And I'm like, is this a joke? First of all, Jason, that's not what it said. What did it say? Is it, is, did you take that post down, by the way? I probably did. Okay. After we talked. So 
it, it was it was not very nice to me because you were you were super super pissed like really angry yeah right so so you saw my post and what happened i've been learning to control my anger so so you <laughs> you saw my post yeah so what the, the way that, like the like, way that i saw down? It, okay so the the car that i built the heavy in the streets EG, yeah, yeah. if you just look quickly at that car you think of somebody who's just trying hard who wants attention online okay that's what a lot of people would think on the car oh because you have lamborghini doors yeah pretty much yeah. and the graffiti and, and the graffiti whatever yeah, yeah but when you put anything spoon that's like the number one most popular brand in our community sure right sure so when you put which car is better this car or this car i don't know if i said better i mean which one would you pick either way yeah i mean see i don't think it's the same no it definitely is no i think it's more of like a you know oh are you a fan of this style? One lives or one well, dies. Well, no, that's I, it. Are you a fan of this style or are you a fan of this style? Not which one sucks. I think you're giving the Honda community a little more credit. They're my people. Then they, yeah, okay, they're so my right. people too. So, so, and so, I know them. Okay, and I know how they are, and I know how they act. And that post was a direct representation of it. I already knew off the bat. No matter if people even seen my car in person or seen the spoon car in person it wasn't a fair comparison and okay. i don't think that that's i don't think you saw it from that point of view definitely because that car granted you know i built it i made it how i wanted to it yeah. was a very controversial car and um it could have been at the time that i was just getting so much shit for it and then this just added to it okay and that's what really upset me and in hindsight, I should have just hit you up and been like, hey, bro, can you just take that down? So me and you had a conversation before this happened. And I don't remember exactly the context, but it was basically, hey, Jason, if that guy has a problem with me, I'm going to go right up to him and I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to yeah. squash it. And you said, I'm going to talk to him like a man, man to man. And then you blow up my social media and call me a fucked hard i never i never said anything about you i never said anything bad about you i i could have said jason i don't know why you post this shit is bullshit it would have been on something on that line it, i it wish was, i would have it was it was i wish you would still have it because it was it was more like this guy's a chump f him it was more like screw you you're a piece of crap <laughs> and the first thing Shut i thought of is i up. first thought that it was obviously a joke. And I'm like, that's not funny. Like, why would you do that to me? Because we just had a conversation that said, if you have a problem with someone, yeah. you will walk right up to a man to man. You're not going to pussy. You're not going to talk shit behind their back. And you just talk shit behind my back. So I immediately. It wasn't I, behind your back. I tagged you. How can it be behind your back if I tagged you? You, you, you did, posted you, it publicly. You, you, did, you did use social media to prove your point without talking to me first yeah so dinner i think it was my mom's birthday or something i'm like yeah. listen i gotta make this phone call i'm like hey dude what's going on yeah and and we talked about it and i explained why i did it and you explained your side and i don't think there's much else to it like we were like okay cool so yeah. now, we're good now <laughs> yeah. right yeah we're good now 
and I, I think the post was taken down and we've never had any issues like that. Yeah. So. Growing pains, bro. Yeah, but I mean, it, 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 I think it made us stronger as friends to have that. Because if you're not friends with someone, you can't really fight with them. Yeah. Like you don't really, there's no disagree. I always thought that when I was dating girls in the past, if we never argued, we don't have a good relationship. Yeah. Because it's just fake. There's a lot of people I've never, ever had an argument with. I don't know how good friends they are. Yeah. Me and you, we had, I mean, that was that was a pretty good having it out. And we squashed it and we're good. Yeah. 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 No, I feel you. And it's just, I've been learning how to handle situations differently. Um, I was very passionate about that build, no yeah. matter if people thought it or not. You know, it was... Um, I really feel like that build didn't get as much attention as it deserves, not on like a popularity scheme, but of people actually asking me why I did it. A lot of people really just assumed the reason that I did it was just to get attention online and to be in the same category as someone with like a crazy stance or what have you, you know? I don't think the community really asks why a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, it's just not, that's just not in their nature. It's not, not, not in today's nature. Today it's like, like, don't like, share, don't share. This sucks. This is cool. And I mean, there aren't a lot of people that ask me why I painted my car Phoenix yellow or why I did anything. They're just like, they either like it or don't like it. And lucky they, most of them like it. So. And that's, I think, and that's why I've, kind of uh stepped back from like furthering any relationships in the community community with anyone like on a personal level yeah yeah you know the the way that i think about things and how in-depth i think about things is um there's not many people that i can relate to in the community and it's just like like i didn't build that car for anybody you right. know, um, I know people say that all the time and yeah, I, I know how to market and I knew what would market, but I didn't do things to it just so it would market well. Right, right. Like people would see the Lambo doors and they think, oh, he just wants it for shock value. But it's like, I've always wanted Lambo doors. So what, what, real quick, how many photos have I sent you with cars with Lambo doors at Honda events? After that one? Yeah. Yeah, there's been tons yeah so whenever i see a car with lambo doors i take a picture of it send it right to you yeah like dude you started this which obviously you didn't start it's just funny because you just i knew you liked it so i want to keep sending it to you yeah and i think that's what it was i yeah. built this car and everything that i did to it i liked what i did to it yeah, yeah. i'm a as you can see yeah big fan of graffiti sure i've always loved loud colors i went with that teal because to pay homage to diamond i always wanted underglow yeah, you know yeah, yeah. i always wanted a car that was shaved on the or like tucked on the inside where you couldn't see anything every aspect of that car was something that that i wanted so it was like i felt very emotional to that build okay because it represented so much to me and then when i'm just it was just getting so much negativity and right. I, I knew that like i should have expected that but it, it in the beginning it did bother me a lot but i can't give that much credit to the to the end viewers because they don't think about things the majority of people don't think about things past like 
oh, I want a K-swap, I want wheels, I want a turbo. Right? Sure. That, that's kind of like cookie cutter to me. You know what I mean? When I see that car, still now to this day, I was going to part it out, but when I see that car, I can't even let it go because that car used to belong to Ryan Hegner. Okay. He used to street race in that car. Oh, I know that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Then it went to uh, Will from Circuit Hero. Then it had a whole different life when it was at Circuit Hero. It got featured in Honda Tuning, got cover, you know, and then I got it and then did all this stuff to it. Sure. So it's like this car has as much legacy as like we do. Yeah. It's not just an object. It's not just a turbo kit, you know, but I'm, I'm trying to expect more from, from the consumer than they're willing or able to give. You know what I mean? And it's just that uh, there was a lot of stuff that I was really emotionally invested in. And you've, you know, this, we've been friends for a long time. Yeah. You've seen me be cool with people and not be cool with them. True. And it's because I'm like, I feel like I'm so passionate about how I am, how I feel, how I treat people. Yeah, yeah. So when I don't get that same, that same feeling from them, it's like, okay, if that's the kind of friend that you're going to be, then we're not going to be friends anymore. Right, right. I'm looking for a different quality of person to have around me. And at the end of the day, that whole subject that happened, I should have handled it totally different. But I mean, it's just, it, it happens sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I, I'm, I'll never make excuses for it. It's just, you got to learn from those kind yeah. of things. No, I'm, 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 I'm glad that happened. I think, I think it made our, re our relationship a little stronger and you know we're me and you are very different like my civic type r i built for the community i did i built it so other people could enjoy it yeah you know every every detail i put in the car i wanted to i made it so it would be more of what i think and what the community thinks the civic type r should have been yeah like civic type r is an amazing car but honda had to cut some corners basically just for price mm -hmm. i got rid of those corners and just with you know doing as much as I possibly could, I changed the car here and there and made it more like, again, what I thought and what other people thought the Civic Top Bar should be. Yeah. And I don't, the, when you, and we've talked about this before when you said, you know, when people don't give back what you give them, you're, you're done. I don't care. Like if someone doesn't give something back to me and I give it to them, I'll keep giving it to them. Like I don't want, in the world, I don't want any enemies. I don't want anyone not to like me. That's yeah. been messed by my whole life. I don't want anyone not to like me. So if there's someone that doesn't like me, I, I'm, I will corner them and find out what happened. And then I'll just keep working them and working them and working them until they crack. Yeah. Unless it's, you know, something that I've done that's super bad or wrong. Yeah, sure. So I accidentally might have, you know, killed your mom in a car accident <laughs> when I was drunk. Yeah. Like that's going to be tough to change. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's been, I mean, there, since we're out on the table without getting too detailed. Yeah. Um, uh, Rywire, mm -hmm. Ryan, he wasn't a big fan of mine. Uh, it, don't, there's no real reason why, but he, he comes from a different world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's hardcore genius wire, electric, elect, electronics engineer. I'm none of those things. I'm a jump up and down, you know, YouTube star that loves to, you know, talk about myself and show off cars. So he, he wasn't a big fan of mine. And 
over the years, you know, I've, I've talked to him and talked to him and worked him and worked him and talked to him and tried to explain, because I don't want anyone not to like me or not to, you know, not to think I'm anything different than what I am. Yeah. And me and Ryan are, are cool now. We're good now. And there's been three or four people in the industry that, you know, looked at me going, dude, you just got here. Like we've been in this thing for years. You just got here. Why don't you have a seat back there mm-hmm. and watch what we do? And I'm like, no, actually, I'm going to sit in front of you and do all this other stuff. And and I did. And they were like, no, that, that's not going to happen. And we talked about it and we, you know, realized I made them realize that I don't do what you do. I never said I did. I don't work on cars. I don't wire cars. I don't do engine builds. I don't do any. I don't sell any products. I don't do any of that stuff. Yeah. I, I promote the brand Honda and I promote other brands. I promote Downstar all the time. I promote Rywire. I promote H-Day, Import Alliance. I'm, you know, all these guys. And I don't want anything back for it. I just want to help the community. But some people look at the way I do things differently. Yeah. And they're like, well, that's not, you're, that's not right. Something's wrong. But again, corner them and just be like, here, this is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. Like, you know, I want you to understand it. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's worked. I don't really, as far as I know, there's really not too many people that don't like me. If you don't like me, comment below that you don't like me. <laughs> tell us why. Yeah, tell us why. Jonathan <laughs> Dresden, you're a dick, and this is why. Well. Tell you what, I, I have definitely um swore more in this podcast than I probably swore in like the last five years of my life. Fuck it, bro. This is the life we live. Fuck it, bro. No, I, no I'm... I'm when I started and I started doing videos, I was very, very careful. I wanted my, my grandmother at the time was 104. Uh-huh. I wanted her to be able to watch my videos and understand them and enjoy them. My wife, my wife's from Russia, Nadia's yeah. from Russia, speaks English, understands, but sometimes if you say certain words, you know, innuendos, things like that, she's like, I don't, I don't know what that yeah. means. So I want to make sure she understood. I want to make sure my brother who knows nothing about cars, I want to make sure that he understands. So I made things real simple, real basic, and I kept all the, you know, the swearing and all, you know, you won't, you'll never find, you know, girls' boobs and swearing and crap in my videos like a lot of people do in their videos, which is cool. Yeah. It's just different. It's a different aspect. So I want to make sure that everyone in the world can watch and enjoy my videos. So, you know, like this is swearing more than ever. But this is different, man. It's with you. Yeah. I make people feel comfortable. No, you do. Yeah, for sure you do. So I, uh, we, we talked about giving up things and, and doing things for, you know, with no regrets. Yeah. Stuff like that. So uh, my younger brother, who is an actor, singer, dancer, today in Salt Lake City, he's premiering a uh, one-night-only uh, stand-up. It's like a, a night with, he does a show uh, called Thriller that uh, goes on every year. And it's like a traveling show all about like uh, Michael Jackson music and uh-huh. other stuff like that. And he, he plays the MC called Bubbles. He's okay. a, he's like a, a crazy clown. Okay. So this is a um, his first night, only night, uh, one night with Bubbles where it's basically a stand-up. And he, he's, he's been working on it for like eight or nine months. You know, he's got all this stuff. He's doing everything. He invited everyone out and everyone's going and I'm not. Because I did iHeartRadio. 
or I Heart Radio, <laughs> I, Heart, <laughs> I Heart Honda Festival. And he asked me, he's like, so, you know, how important is that? It's important. Are you getting paid? No, I'm going out because I, I want to help the community and, and support, you know, Spoon and, and Ryan and you and everyone else there. Yeah. Well, this is one night. I've been working out for like eight or nine months. I want you to be there. I can't be there. I can't be at my, you know, my, my son's basketball or baseball games, or I can't be at my wife's whatever it is, or I can't be at my brother's one night only show that, you know, there'll be 800 other people there and I won't be there. It's not can't. It, for me, it is. It's want. No, for me, it's, it's, it's a choice. Yeah, but I don't really, I don't think I have a choice. You definitely have a choice. See, if I had a choice, then I'd think about that choice and I'd say my only brother or an event that I've gone to hundreds of other events like it and I'll go to hundred other events like it. I can make that choice. But that's the choice. Yeah, but it's, nah, it's just, no, I just, I, I can't, I couldn't. And no regrets. Like, absolutely. Like, I, I knew what I was going to do. I knew he'd be pissed. Yeah. I knew my, my mom's probably going to be mad. But that's that's the way it is. I'm, I'm choosing this, and I've always cho- chose this over other things. So when you said that you don't like people to be mad at you, yeah, how does that transition over to family? <laughs> that's a great question. Do you feel like family is going to be there? And these people might, they have a chance to be around or not, but family is, is going to be there. That's possible. I mean, that, that, that's really possible now. I mean, I sent my, my, sent my brother a text wishing him well today, but I, I sent him a text, you know, wish you the best of luck and, you know, have a great show. And he left you on red. <laughs> he might've left me on red. I didn't <laughs> check. I didn't even check, but. Jason, when I'm yeah. asking you all this stuff. Not judging you. I'm not telling you which way to think. Oh, I know. I'm just trying to figure out totally the way that you think. A lot of this this way, um, did I say I'm not trying to oh I'm not trying to tell you what to think. Oh no, I get it. I'm trying to understand how you think. And I think that that's instead of a monetary payment with the podcast, yeah, yeah. this is the payment that I get. Hundred and ten episodes of at least fifty, sixty different people that i have conversations with yeah yeah. that's 50 60 different people that i get to figure out why they do what they do the way that they think the way that they maneuver and then i just use that data in myself and apply that to my own life so that's like my payment nice so when i ask you these questions here's a quarter hey I made 25 cents, guys. We're at $50 and 25 (laughs) cents. So I'm trying to figure out where you are in in your your thinking about things. And it seems like you know every you know everything, the answer for everything, and you know why you do things. And at the end of the day, that's respectable. No matter if that's the way that I would choose to live my life or not, at least you understand where your where your attention is going and why your attention 
is going yeah, there. Thank you. I'm, I'm definitely not blind to it. Exactly. That's but what if, I mean. If I'm going to take a deep breath when I say this. If I go home on Monday and Nadia, my wife, goes, I, I can't do this. We're done. I, if you're not going to change, we're done. I completely understand it. I will not be surprised. I won't be happy. I'll be completely crushed. Yeah. But I'll completely understand. I won't be like, well, what do you mean we're done? Like, I thought everything was like, things are perfect. Like, we're no, no, no. I get it. Yeah. You know, so. But you, a lot of people live life that way. Totally. And then all of a sudden they're blindsided. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, what do you mean it wasn't around for your whole childhood? Like, (laughs) no, dude, you weren't around. Like, you just don't see it. I get it. Got it. I see it. And that makes it, I mean, you only have one line. It doesn't make it. Don't make it, it okay. It doesn't make it okay, but for you to make conscious decisions, that's respectable as it is. You know, and um you're about to say you have one life. Yeah, you only have one life and you choose how to leave it. Hell and yeah. and the legacy that you want to live with millions weighs out the legacy that you're going to leave to the smaller few. But the only thing that I'm afraid of for you is I know what the millions mean. They don't care about you. They don't love you. And if something happened to you, God forbid, it would affect people like me. It would affect people like your family, but not them. And this is no diss to you. This is just my observation over the last 10 years of putting my heart into something and wanting people to to love me as much as I love them, but knowing that that's not going to happen. So let, let's just take a quick look, and, and I am by no means comparing myself to these people, but let's take a look at people like Steve Jobs, right? So Steve Jobs, I don't know his whole exact life story, mm-hmm. but I do know that he had one or two children mm-hmm. that he paid no attention to. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if he was married a couple of times. I know he was adopted, but his life was his work. That's all he did. He didn't yeah. care about anything but his work. Now, he's passed, mm-hmm. and people remember everything because he's changed people's lives. He's made a difference in the world. But it could have been john jobs the the man it doesn't matter to me whoever he was it doesn't matter you know the thomas jefferson or whoever the fuck invented electricity sure him as um, edison uh, what did i say Uh, thomas edison whoever the fuck that guy is that's how much he matters to me as long as i hit that switch yeah and the lights come on, as long as I check my phone and it clicks, Yeah, that's what matters to me. Okay. You know what I mean? I get it. And that's, it's it sucks to think about it like that, but I went from the guy who was, dude, the community loves me. Everybody loves me. Every time I go to shows, people people love me. But that's not real love. That's not true love. Oh, by by no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not comparing the 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 love, respect, the the things that the community gives me to what my family gives yeah. me. Yeah, 
Absolutely not. But when I die, I want to leave something and I want to make sure that people know who I was. I want to leave something behind. I want to make sure that I made a difference in the world. Yeah. And there are probably, I don't know what the percentage is, but there's probably a very large percentage of people that don't make a difference in the world. Mm -hmm. They have kids and they have a wife. Yeah. And they die and their kids and wife remember them. And then that's it. Yeah. Like you, you own a company that makes, you know, parts for cars, right? You, you, hardware and, and you're doing things with your life. Now, when you die, people will sell all these parts and they'll remember you and the business that you built. And hopefully someone will carry on that business and they'll continue that business on. And, and it'll be your, you know, your legacy. Be like, oh yeah, you know, Frank Downstar, there's this picture. It's it, it was my dad or my grandfather, my great, great grandfather. And he started this company 50 years ago yeah. or a hundred years ago, whatever the case is. Not many people have that. Most people work their nine to five and they go home and they get old and they die. That's it. Yeah. I, I don't want that. Yeah. I, I want people to remember who I was. I want to make a difference in life. Yeah. And that's more important to me than being home with my family every single day. And I'm willing to give up the time I have with my family to leave a legacy for the rest of the world. I don't think that what you said is true when, you know, I die, no one's going to care. Like, oh yeah, you're going to die and, and you know, no one's really going to care except for your family. It's going to affect your family. I'm not saying that life's going to stop. I, there's been people that have died that people really respect and love, you know, and they've died and it sucks. Our lives go on, mm-hmm. but we remember them for what they gave us. You know, we remember them for what they did for us during certain times of our lives, whatever it was. That's what I want. Yeah. I feel you. I mean, I guess maybe I look at, at it through like a cynical way. Totally. You're, you're, you're very different. I'm, I'm positive about everything. Everybody likes me. I like everyone. The world is beautiful. The sky is always blue. The grass is always green. I never get tired. Nothing bad will ever happen to me or my family. The world is perfect. Yeah. I don't see it any other way because I don't want to. I don't watch the news. I don't pay attention to politics. I don't deal with any of that. Yeah. I am 100% positive all the time. And bad shit happens to me, I guess. I just ignore it. I can care less. Okay, so something bad happened to me. Whatever. Let's move forward because there's a billion other good things that happened to me. And that's it. Yeah. No, I feel you, dude. And I, I've been really trying to change the way that I think about things. I, I, I know. I don't think it. I know the way that I used to think about things in the past was not the best way for my personal growth. And um, I'd say at least the last year where I've been a lot more conscious of my decisions, the way that I'm perceived and the uh, the messages that I'm putting out, I know that it's benefited people a lot and myself included. You know, I feel that that my place on this planet is not to sell bolts. My my place on this planet is to show people that you can create something out of nothing and i'm showing them how much nothing i had and how much something it's become and every step along the way and now not only me other people like yourself where you started from where you are and i feel that this is what I'm here for is to put these messages out 
as much as you feel like your message is to spread the word of the Honda community. Sure. So we both have the same end goal. So when, when did that change for you, though? When when do you think that you stopped thinking so selfishly and, and kind of changed and started not becoming as negative and as cynical and trying to twist it? Was it that marriage thing or was it what, what do you, you just want to give a good, you know, you want you raise your son right? Like what's your, why do you think that changed? I think it was the way that I made people feel for um, things that they've done to me. Okay. You know, um, just because somebody made me feel a certain way doesn't mean that I have to stoop to that level. You know, especially if even if I had more, more power, more reach right, right. to make them feel bad. You know, um, a lot of things that happen with like prior companies that maybe did something that was unethical, but it was by no means illegal. You know, I, I took it personally. I, I remember those stories. And I handled the situations in ways that I shouldn't have. But I was looking at things through an emotional light instead of through a a business light, you know? And that caused me to uh, jeopardize a lot of friendships. Yeah. But it it made me realize the values that certain people had. And I realized that I didn't have, they didn't have the same values that I did. Sure. But that doesn't mean that I don't, I have to hate them. It's just that, okay, well, we're not going to be close. Like we were, we have different values. So you do your thing over there. I'm doing my thing here and it's all good. And it took me a long time to, to be comfortable with that. You know, just because you live a life that I wouldn't live, that doesn't mean that, like, I have to call you out. I have to hate you. Right, Every right. time your name gets brought up, I have to bring it down. You know, it's, and it was like that before, but it's not like that. No, I, I remember those days with you. It, it's not it, like it that. Like every, you know, all every every post, every video, everything you were doing, you're like, listen, this dude, this company, this, did, screw them. And this is why. Screw them. This is why, and a lot of it was. I I think it was just you were you were hurt. Yeah, you were hurt by what they did, and the way you dealt with that was to try to squash whatever they did. Yeah, so, which um, I mean, I'm looking at the community like, hey guys, you see this? This is black and white. Right, right, right. Why are you not seeing this? <laughs> right. How I see it. Right, right, right. Not realizing that the community really doesn't give a fuck about me. They they don't care no, at that yeah th that th level. They don't care about what issues you have with other people. You know what I mean? Like they don't. Y your issues aren't their issues. Yeah. They you they buy bolts from you. Yeah. That's what they do. They they look at you and they're like, cool. I'm gonna buy my bolts from them. And and now it's a little bit more. Well, I'm listening to what Frank said, and. I work at Best Buy as a mobile installer and I don't want to do this my whole life. Yeah. I, I want to build a business and Frank did that. He started as a mobile installer. Now he did his business. He's doing all the stuff. So I think the positivity, you know, that, that means a lot. No, definitely, yeah. man. And even I was looking at situations 
the wrong way. Like if I can inspire somebody to start their own business, granted if they, you know, have inspiration from some of our products and it and it, they end up selling something that looks like it, you know, yeah, that that's like I wish it didn't go that way, but whatever. But how I look at it now is now that person is what I am to my family. Yeah, for to sure. To my parents. For sure. If you ask my my parents about Downstar or about me or how things are going, their lights their eyes light up. Sure, sure. So I think of things from those people's parents' point of view. My son has his own business. They don't know anything and they don't need to know. This sure. is this is the politics of it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of that matters. They have children. Their children, their father is a business owner. It's not a slave to a nine to five anymore. Sure. You know what I mean? And looking at things from a different point of view, it it really helped me out and gave me a lot of peace as well. And at the end of the day, that's all I'm looking for is just peace and happiness. And any any conflict or anything that's going on, I I don't want to be attached to it at all. And I've been maneuvering a lot different, handling situations a lot differently. And pretty much everybody that anybody thinks that I have a problem with, I don't. Either we've had a a talk in person or through mutual people, or it's just you do your thing and I do my thing. And that's it. And that's that's all I can ask for people. That's good. You know? And very very mature of you. I I'm trying. No, it's good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it it just took me a long time to get to this level because like I don't know anybody that had a business when I was growing up. Nobody told me what I need to do, what I don't need to do. Today right. we were talking to Brian from Eat Sleep Race and we were talking about a certain subject and he's like, Well, what do you mean you don't have that? I'm like, Oh, I just don't. You need to have that. Well, okay, well I'll look into it now, but I don't have people that are hitting me up saying, check this out, do this, do that. Everything that I've done, I've done by myself. Right. And Nobody. You've learned, you've had to teach yourself how to do it by that. myself. Yeah, no yeah, one's yeah. throwing me bones. Right, right. No one's saying, hey, Frank, I got this guy with this car. I think it would be good for you. You need to get on this car. Sure. You know how rare that happens, dude? It's so rare. You know how many people I have? contacting me and saying hey dude i think this guy would be a great person to have on your podcast i could be the middleman you know how many people do that not many rywire really rywire does that and you know i really can't think of anybody else and at the end of the day the old frank i would have been emotional about it but i understand this is my project yeah this is me doing this yeah so if people out there don't realize the struggle that goes with building something new or if they don't think that they're them helping me would be like a big thing for me i can't put that weight on them because it's none of this has nothing to do with them but i see things how i would want it to be and i try to be that for other people so when i see somebody doing something online and it's like oh they're having a meet or something even if it's not close by me I'll post it up. Right, you know, right, right. I'll recommend people to certain people around just because I want to be that connection for other people that because I never get that 
connection. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah for sure. So. So let, let me ask you a question on that then. Do you, I, I, have, I have a rule online. And my, my rule online is I don't promote events normally unless I go to those events. And, and for the simple reason is that if I, if I promote uh, an H day, a Maryland, I'm going to promote Maryland. Hey, everyone, you got to go to Maryland H day. Yeah. H day is the best, blah, 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 blah. People go there looking for me. When I'm not there, they get pissed. They're like, dude, I didn't see you at H day. Like you promoted it. I assumed you were going to go there. Yeah. Why aren't you there? And I can't promote them. Be like, Hey, H day Maryland is going to be great. I'm not going. Why are you not going then? If it's going to be great, Honda Pro, you should go. You're not going? I'm not going. So my rule is I promote events that I go to. I promote events that I'm going to appear at. If I don't appear at the event, most of the time, I don't talk about it. So I got you. Do you do the same thing or do you I, you'll, you'll promote anyone, anywhere? I think if you ever see me promoting something, spending time with people and it appears that we're friends. That's how I feel about this person. Okay. If somebody makes a new product and I like that person or I like the product, I'll post it up and I'll tag them and I'll be like, yo, guys, check this out because I fuck with them. Now, if you don't see those people around me, I don't fuck with them no more. And that's just as easy as, as that. The only people that you see me I don't know if you want to say networking, supporting, whatever. It's people that I feel that they're trying hard. You know what I mean? Sure. And if however many followers I have, if maybe somebody, one person can use their service, can go to their meet, can just go see what kind of stuff that this person is doing, creating or whatever. That's what I want to do. But if you don't see me associating with that person, talking to that person, hanging out with them, things like that, that doesn't mean that I hate them. We're just on two different paths. And that's not the path that I'm on. That's cool. So this path that I'm on, these people that I associate with, everything is right now. This is not permanent. Every Everybody that you see me associating with, this is because I'm on this road right now. Now, if I deviate from this road, I feel like they deviate from this road, then we're not we're not on the same page anymore. So let's say you're on the wrong page with someone that you've been on the right page for. Can that page get on the same page again? Or are you done? No, definitely. So if we have okay. a real conversation, if we have a real conversation and I could tell that we're on the same page, so be it. But it can't just always be me reaching out to people it can't just be me you know pulling people to the side or whatever at this point where i'm at right now everybody i'm good with everybody there's nobody that i wish that i could fix a relationship with sure, sure. there's nobody that i wish that oh i wish that didn't happen or whatever it, it is what it is we've all learned everything i can see that but a lot of stuff happens in it happened in the public in the past things would happen in in public they would get rectified in in private so publicly those tough. publicly those those thoughts those feelings that animosity sure. is still out there even though in private 
it's been fixed. Sure. But if you had a certain way of feeling about me in public and we talk about it in private, we're good. You do your thing. I'll do my thing. It's all good. But if there's never a, a, a public like that we that things are fixed, we can't we can never make that public relationship again. I don't know if I agree with that. I, I, I really think that if if you if you want if if you're publicly denouncing someone as your friend, mm-hmm. you're like, you know what? Fuck this guy and this is why. This guy, I done. Yeah. I don't see any reason why, you know, you can't regret that. There's no reason why you can't if you fix things, you can't be like, you know what? We're we're cool. Like we're cool. We talked about it. We're man to man about it and we're okay. I don't I don't see any reason why you can't do that. But I'm No, I, I mean it's cool. Everything's cool. But we're not we're not going to be public about like building a relationship again or, or rectifying a, a relationship. If you're, you're not taking it to that level. I, I, yeah, I guess at I, the, at the very least we're on the same page as far as, yo, I respect you do your thing. I'm going to do my own thing. I wish you the best. Okay. Anything further than that. I mean, it, it would have to be a public thing. That makes sense. You know? I, just, I, I do. I just, I just, I really have the mindset that I just, I want everyone to not understand me, but I want everyone to, I guess, like me. I really don't want anyone not to like me. I feel you. So I will, I will do everything I possibly can. But what I'm saying is the amount of liking I would like someone to like me is just through a respect level. Okay. I respect you. I won't mention your name publicly. You know, I won't, I won't join in on any nonsense or whatever. You do your thing. I'll do my thing. It's all good, bro. That's it. But that doesn't mean that we have to be friends. That doesn't mean we have to continue any business relationships or anything like that. You know? Okay. Good good example would be Martel. Huh? Martel and I went through so much shit together, right? Took it to levels that it never needed to get to. I've seen him already a couple times. I seen him at SEMA last year, right? So when I seen his car at SEMA, no matter anything, however I felt about him, no matter what I thought, that was an accomplishment for him to have his car in SEMA. Totally. I respected that. You know, we have we we didn't talk for a long time. It was just like, okay, cool. Do your own thing. I'm going to do my thing. We're, we're not in each other's paths anymore. But for him, I knew that he worked so hard on that car that I wanted to go check it out, see what the energy was going to be like, and then fuck it, whatever. Go from there. When I went to the booth, I seen his car. He was there. He came up to me. Hey, what's up, man? We're talking about it, you know? And I, okay, cool. This is what I want. Right, This right. is how I want this relationship to be, you know? Whatever happened in the past, fuck it, dude. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, I wanted to come show you some love. I respect that you got your car here. That's a big That's a big thing to do, oh, yeah. right? 
posted a picture of it or whatever, took a picture with him and shit. And then even at Grid Life, seeing him again, talking to him, laughing, just like old days. We don't, Martel and I don't have to be best friends. But as long as we have that mutual respect, look, dude, you're doing your thing over there. That's the best, bro. Keep doing what you're doing. You know, I wish you the best. But what I'm doing is this is this is my this is a totally different path that I'm on right now. And in the future, maybe those paths do cross again. And how I feel right now is like, I don't, I don't whatever happens. Right. If it happens in the future, that's cool. But it's just you have to have those uncomfortable conversations for it to even get to that point oh totally that that's why i'm 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 very much if someone doesn't like me for some reason i want to find out why and i want to squash it yeah i want to you know especially if it's someone that i respect you know getting back to the the i'm just going to talk about ryan again the red wire because i i respect him i've always respected him since i know what he did i think he's awesome and he's he's very smart what he does and when I found out that he wasn't a big fan of mine, I needed to find out why. Yeah. Like I just didn't get it. So I was I was really trying to make him help him understand what I did. And then I don't I don't know. I never really thought about if he didn't like me still after I told him that. But yeah, we're we're cool. We're super cool now. You know. So I I think that's that makes me feel really good. And if anyone down the road has an issue with me, I want to squash that issue versus I'm, I'm really not a, I'm just going to ignore that person. Yeah. I, I do the opposite. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, I'm not saying stalk them. I'm just saying that I will go in their, in their path and stop them. Yeah. And be like, dude, what's up? Like, I, I need to figure out why I didn't do, I didn't kill your mom in a car accident. I didn't do anything to you that we can't correct. Like explain. I guess how I feel about it is that I know why people don't like me. Okay. I know why I would have issues with these certain people. So it's not a mystery. Right, right. Anybody out there that doesn't like me and I really don't know why they don't, it's just like <laughs> whatever. You know, just like when we were at H Day in New Hampshire. Yeah. I don't want to say who it was, but when we were going to leave there, you were talking to a car that had a car on the trailer and they gave you like a hat and a water and stuff like that. Okay. I never met those people in my entire life. They didn't like me. And I know why they didn't like me. And that's just something that I have to deal with because of situations that I did publicly. I know there's a lot of people out there that don't like me and it's because of how I handled situations and so be it you know it's that's how i felt at that moment and maybe that wasn't the right way to maneuver but it took me to have to learn that lesson to understand things now if these people that i've never met give me the cold shoulder and just give me a bad look for no reason hey man i can't do anything about that you know but i've never personally done anything to you so if that's how you feel, you know, I wish you the best. And I just keep it moving. No, I, I, I see that. Like, I, I totally, I understand why you do that. But if there's f- people that I used to consider friends, different. that's a totally different totally. story. And yeah, that's right. what I'm talking about. Right, right. That makes sense. You know, that's fair. even with, uh, I like that we're talking about this situation because I want to put all this uh, on um, public. People listening. Yeah, know, yeah, for sure. Had problems with Import Alliance. You know, I saw Don at SEMA last year. We had a conversation about everything that went down. 
the end of that conversation ended with a hug. I wish you the best. Every time anybody says anything about Import Alliance, I don't make a face. I don't say anything. Hopefully, it's a good event. You know? And I really hope that those guys are wishing me the best. But at the end of the day, either way, they're doing what they're doing. They're living their own lives. I'm living my own life. The way that I think about stuff, Jason, is a direct representation of to where I'm from, how I was brought up, and the morals that I have. I can't put that on anybody else. I can just live and maneuver how I want, how I know, how I was raised, and what I think is right and wrong. And that's why I kind of get along with a lot of people from that same walk of life. We we had that conversation, and, and we talked about it because you had you were gotten very upset because someone supported import alliance at the time right yeah and you basically as far as i know from you you said that me and you know your friends you support someone i'm not friends with we're done like you're, you're out of my life you're over like that like how could you how could you disrespect me from going to an event that I obviously have been public about not wanting to go. Yeah. And and why you were so angry. And and I thought about it and I, I think I even told you, I'm like, listen, me and you are friends and I'm gonna support Import Alliance. I'm not gonna choose sides. Yeah. There, there's no choosing sides here. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna continue supporting all the people I support and hopefully me and you will still be cool with it. Cause I, I don't I don't think that way. I don't know if I don't think you still think that way, but I don't think that way. If if you're friends with whoever, mm -hmm. minus like your wife, like if me and your wife have it out, and I do something that she's like, listen, Frank, Honda Pro, done, nothing. I completely understand because your wife is your wife. Yeah. If she has a big issue with me and she says listen he's out of your life then I and mean, i should probably be out of your life but as far as anyone else like in the community if something happens if if i get in a huge argument with someone that you're good or you're in with for some reason i would never expect you to stop that relationship just because i have an issue with them. that's my issue not yours at all do you do you still feel that way or would the situation have to arise to see how you'd feel. There's very few people that I would even hold to that level to have that sort of um, intimate relationship with now. In the past, different. Okay. I considered a lot, a lot of people friends, but they weren't. And that's okay. You know, just like you were saying, you don't have a lot of friends. I don't have a lot of friends either because I have really high qualifications before I call somebody a friend okay. because of so many past things that would happen. So if I would feel like I would do something for you, but you wouldn't do that for me, that doesn't mean I hate you. That just means, okay, I know where the level is of this friendship. That's fair. I mean, I, I don't ever think about that. You know, I, I don't have friends because I'm not around anybody. But I mean, I... I I consider I think a lot of people are really good acquaintances or friends of mine and I could care less if they ever do anything for me. It, it doesn't bother. I don't think about that at all. I could care less. 
I'll still do stuff for them. It's not doing something as far as like, I give you this, you give me that. I'm very big on honor and respect. And like I say, from how I was raised, where I'm from and that. and that culture, honor and respect are big. So when I show some, when I see somebody who's dishonorable or disrespect me, I don't expect them to understand why I feel like this. I just know that, okay, that's how that person handles certain situations. I'm going to back up from that person because the, the, the qualities that that person showed me that I liked about that person, they get erased from, from, from the way that they handle certain situations. I, I totally makes sense. And, and I, and I get it, I guess me personally, I never think about that. I don't really ever think about how other people I don't know. I guess I don't really think if anyone disrespects me or doesn't disrespect me. I just, I guess I just, I ignore all that. Yeah. And there's some stuff that I, I mean, I, I'll ignore it now because it's just like, okay, you, I don't even think of you on that sort of level. Right, right. Like you're not somebody that I'm going to invite to my birthday party. Right, right. So it's like, all right, now I see the kind of moves this dude does. That's cool. Now I'm not really going to be, associating with that person they showed a certain color of themselves that i really don't it things don't align no more and that's okay right it says it doesn't have there doesn't have to be conflict there doesn't have to be an issue brought up if somebody does something now that i don't agree with that i don't think that aligns with the way that i think about things or or any of that nothing even has to be said it's a thing that that it's internal and it's just like I said, collecting data. Okay, now that this person is in this separate category, I have friends that are in totally different categories. You have a very complex life. Exactly. You everything, do. everything yeah. that I do is complex, and that's the way that I like to think about things. You know how you say that there's only so much time you want to get stuff done. You want to sure. do this. You want to do that. Yeah, yeah. With me, I'm thinking on 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 a different level like a different frequency i'm thinking about things differently which is a gift and a curse at the same time you know i'm i'm cursed because i'm never gonna have 20 friends that we can go to hawaii with sure sure but it's a gift that i'm not on this hawaii trip and all of these people are talking about me behind my back or what have you I can see that. There's no way that you have 20 friends that are ride or die for you. I don't care what anybody says. Not not as an adult. As an adult. No, probably not. Probably not. What you said, as an adult. Yeah. As I grow older, my way of thinking changes. My idea of things change. I can see people's intentions from so far away. It's easy for me to read intentions now. I I just ignore all that. I do. I, I could care less. It just, it doesn't, it like, I'm listening to what you say and I'm like thinking in my head, I've never even thought of that. Like that doesn't enter my psyche at all. When I talk to someone or I'm looking at someone and now I'm trying to think like I'm thinking of the people that I consider friends now and I'm starting to evaluate, evaluate them a little bit. And then I just like, I just forget it. It's just too, it's too complicated. Because you said that you don't even see these people. I don't really, you don't I, even I, see. honestly, I, it's going to sound very cold and hard, 
but I really don't care. I don't, I don't honestly, I, I don't really care about almost anything or anybody. I just, I just, honestly, I just don't really care. Like I, I don't know. I guess I shouldn't say that. That's like weird saying it's it. It's like socio. No, it's just, I just don't like, I don't know. I, I want everyone to like me and I want to help everyone. Like I, I love everybody. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I want to be friends with everyone. I don't want anyone not to be friends with me, but I don't really, I don't really, I'm not really connected with someone that, I don't know. I guess, it, I don't know. It kind of doesn't make sense in my head when I say it out loud, but it's just kind of like this thing where, like I said earlier that, you know, everyone's going to die. Yeah. Okay. Everyone's going to, my, my wife's going to die. My, my mom and my dad just passed. My mom's going to die. Everyone's going to die. So I don't want to get really close or connected to anyone. Cause why? I think a lot of the things that you right. say are, are like, maybe need to get dived into a little deeper. And I don't think that you think about it right now, but I think it would really benefit you in the future. It, it, what you said, it's a, a gift and a curse. I, I couldn't be the person I am today and accomplish everything I did if I cared so much for other people. Right? I mean, who, honestly, who leaves their wife and kids at home and and shows up 50 or 60 days of the year honda pro jason but no that that's so if if i cared about my, my your family yeah you don't want to leave them for a day or two and you're like shit i need to get back to them right now yeah you couldn't travel the way i travel it would kill you yeah doesn't bother me at all yeah so that's why it's always been hard for you to understand the way that i think about things yes but it's not hard for me to think about things how you think about it because of the 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 more in-depth i look into things when you think things are just black and white and just surface out oh, this is just what it is sure i can think about it and i know why you think about that and i don't know if it's because of doing the podcast or it's just me like evaluating myself and the sure. things that I've I've gone through. But I think that that's a reason why a lot of people open up on this podcast is because I know the way to maneuver and the, the things to ask to understand who a person is at the core. And it's hard for you to understand who I am at the core because you don't even take the time to understand why you do what you do is just this is i'm here for this time this is what i do correct so i don't i don't i don't want to know i don't really care yeah i, I just I, I i just literally i look at what's right in front of me and just keep going forward yeah that's it i think that if i look too much into stuff or if i cared i wouldn't do what i do yeah no definitely it, so i'm so it's it's a it's a positive i think in my life the way i do things and the way i think about things or you're just putting off the the ine inevitable about I'll I'll, I'll, pu I'll put it off till the day I die. <laughs> you don't have to worry about That's it. That's the point. I don't care. Like yeah. I I will and 
and we might have a conversation in five or 10 years with me with like tears in my eyes, like crying at like a little baby saying, I can't believe I thought that. Like, how could I have ever done that? Yeah. But right now, I don't think I'll ever regret anything I ever do. Yeah. And just keep pushing forward. Yeah. I mean, the, are, are, it, there's issues. Yeah. I can care less. They're just going to slow me down. I feel you, dude. And there's there's so many ways of, of thinking about things. Oh, yeah. And in the past, I always thought my way was the right way and everybody else's way was the wrong way. But as of late, as I have gotten older, I understand the way that I think about things is a direct representation of the life that I've lived. And that is why I think the way I do. And the only people that I want to have around me are genuine relationships. I can have acquaintances all day. Sure. I just talked to 100 acquaintances today. None of those people minus very very few would i ever reach out to if i had a problem if i I needed someone to talk to if i was having something important happening in my life if we're having a baby any of those things there's only are are you having a baby no but we're gonna go practice uh pretty soon so the those are the relationships that i want to have that's 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 my that's where my attention is at and it's not building relationships it's about maintaining the ones that i have such as like you said with ryan i think in the automotive community ryan would be my best friend that i have in this community i'm sorry which ryan ryan uh rywire okay 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 so we talked about three yeah, yeah. i just want to make sure we're on the same rywire yeah, yeah, yeah for sure and it's because We've spent so many time, so much time together. We've went on so many trips together. Yeah, yeah. He knows how I think. I know how he thinks, and I understand the way he thinks. He understands the way I think, and we have that mutual respect to take it all into consideration. So the relationship grows and builds as my relationship with Ashley has. It's right, any right. relationship is the same way. Now, if Ryan was to do something that he knew that I considered as disrespectful or vice versa, I there there should be a known that there's going to be some kind of feeling towards that. And that's because we've reached a certain level sure. in our friendship that we have that mutual respect for each other. Now, if somebody else were to do something that I deem, you know, disrespectful or, or dishonorable, Okay, maybe I just won't hang out with that person when we're at a meet or just say what's up to him. Maybe the conversation won't last as long as it normally would, but we're not building anything anymore. Because when it took, when it, when it was time, like you showed me who you really were and that didn't align with who I am right now. So I'm doing something else. Makes sense. It's the same exact way as if somebody from, the off-road community said dude you could make a killing over here with your hardware i appreciate that man but this is my this is the road that i'm on right now it's i i take it as the same way that's that's a relationship that i don't want to build or i don't feel like will bring it me any value and i don't know if that's you know a, a bad way of looking at things but i only want people around me that are thinking the same way that I am. 
And in the past, I've had people around me who are extremely negative, who complained about every situation that they were in. And when I would lend them advice, they would shoot it down. So why am I even going to spend any time with this person? That's true. It's a waste of time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So as much as, you know, doing something that you don't want to do would be a waste of time and you feel unproductive, those relationships, those people are unproductive to my end goal. And my end goal is to be as happy as I can every single day and to leave a legacy of people that that remember me for the message that I'm trying to put off is like, look, you can make your life whatever you want to make it. If you want to live the life that you're living, the life that I'm living, anybody can do it. It's just these certain steps. If you want to be a YouTube star and you want to be the number one guy that Honda goes to, those are the things that you got to do. Right, right. Of course. Right? No, 100%. And yeah. So if, it, if, if, if these certain people, if these friends that you used to have, these business acquaintances, these relationships, if all of that doesn't align then you're then you're holding me back right so all of these things that i'm doing all these people i have around me all these thoughts that i'm having these people that i i have these intimate conversations with tell them my personal feelings these are all people that i feel were on the same path i i don't have any of those people i, I don't have anyone around me that I have intimate conversations with. I don't have anyone around me that I talk to about issues or problems in my life. Yeah. So that that's probably why I I'm hearing what you say and I understand how you feel about it. I just can't relate at all to what you're telling me. Because building any of those relationships would take time away Correct. from your goal. 100%. Your yes. goal that you're doing is a solo goal 100%. until it, until it becomes that uh what, what you want to do you want to have your honda pro team sure sure right yeah so it makes it makes perfect sense that you don't have anybody around you or anybody that you would even lean to because that's not where your goal is so yeah me i'm in i'm in the business some of my friends have businesses so i understand the struggles that they're going to so if there's some way that i can help them out take struggles away from them sure that makes me feel good if i can have this conversation and somebody listening can hear what we're saying and it changes the way that they think about things right that makes me feel good it makes me feel like the message that i'm putting out the positive message is is making people think making them evaluate things yeah and not just go on a days and okay i can't wait for friday you know right right i can't wait and then come sunday they're like fuck i don't want to go to work you know at the at the at the bare minimum Bro, I, I don't even know I, I used to be the you know i used to be the i can't wait for the weekend yeah oh man monday's here i gotta work again i don't even know what day it is yeah like like i have no clue like i've never in the last five or six years i've never waited for a friday so i could have the weekend you know i never thought about what I'm going to do this weekend, how I'm going to go out this weekend. Cause you know, you, you just, I don't, there are no days off. Yeah. I don't have any days off where I'm looking forward to this. I haven't taken it really haven't taken a vacation in like five years, but for me again, vacations are a waste of time. Yeah. You know, I, I don't need any, I don't need any downtime. 
I don't need to AR and I don't need to decompress ever. Yeah. I, I, I can go full force seven days a week, 24 hours a day and not need any break. And so I don't, and when I was selling cars, I needed breaks, I needed vacations, I needed time away from the office. Now what I'm doing, absolutely not. So I don't, it's funny when you mentioned the weekend things, I talked to somebody recently about it. I'm like, I don't, don't know what a weekend is. Yeah. And the only way that you feel like the way that your your life is going and the way that you're living it is the best way is because that's how you feel. And that's the that's this is your story. Nobody could tell you how to live your story. Of course, people not. can see it from the outside and say, "Hey, I wouldn't do it that way," but they don't. They don't know the joy that you feel when these people come up to you. They don't no, know how it is to travel all these places. And you know, not saying the way that that you live life is a way that I would want to live life, but I'm not you. Right. No, so, I, 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 I enjoy, sorry, I, I enjoy that people like to watch what I do and like, wow, that, that, that's really, really cool. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. You know, they have a family, they have, th they have things that they hold more important, but I enjoy that they're getting entertained. You know, when they come up to me at, at a show, they're like, dude, you were just in Guatemala yesterday. Yeah. And you're in Florida now and you're going to go to, you know, California tomorrow. Yeah. That's insane. Like that's, yeah. I love watching. I love watching you move around and go here and go there and go here, which I love. Yeah. But it's not for everybody. No, I feel you, dude. And the way that I think about things, I'm not saying that they're right, but just as right now, it feels right to you. Right yeah, yeah. now, this feels right to me. And yeah. this has been the most positivity that I've ever given and received. And I feel like I'm on a good path. That's good. You know? And... I know that you're on your path and, and you, you're doing it, man. So as long as you feel good inside, that's all that matters. But there was things that I've done in the past that at the time I thought it was the right decision and maybe it wasn't or maybe it was, but it's not that way anymore. You know, it's yeah. complete evolution. Everything is always evolving and changing and I just wish you the best, dude. Yeah, you as well, man. And that's sure. it, man. It's just, uh, it was dope that you were able to tell your story. Yeah, it's fun. And just like your outlook on things. And it's very interesting, man. We we covered uh, a lot of stuff. Yeah, it went pretty deep, dude. Yeah, no, yeah, this, I love is, it. this isn't like a, you're going to be like downtime with Downstar. Jason's going to talk about who he is and where he came from and his relationships and how he feels about life and his friends and his... Cause like yeah we we when, when you invited me I was like oh okay cool like we'll we'll talk about some Honda stuff and I'll tell some cool Honda stories and we'll get some Honda stuff and he might ask some other questions we'll touch on some stuff but we we got it's gonna be interesting to see how many people watch watch it when it gets like into the deeper you know what I mean because mm -hmm. like it was it was interesting and and insightful for me and hopefully it was insightful for you. But people that aren't me and you, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see what, what they think about everything. It's gonna be interesting for sure. That'll I guarantee cool. yeah, you're gonna sure. get a lot of feedback. I, I hope on so. This. And uh, do I really appreciate you opening up and 
that's uh everybody that i have on the show that's pretty much all i ask for them that's cool is just to open up and let's just have a real conversation yeah yeah we don't have any questions written down no there's this no no a b c d this is just straight off the hip dude and uh at the end of the day bro uh, i I wish everybody the best even though we're not on the same paths we think differently I i hope everybody has a great day i hope they have a great life and I hope that what they're doing is they feel they feel right in their heart with whatever they're doing. And if they don't, like you should you should try. You know, you should be happy. Whatever whatever you do with your life, you should try to try to get as much happiness. And that's that's just like success is defined in so many different ways. Others' happiness can be others' pain. Sure. So I just don't want to cause anybody any 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 sorrow you know i don't want to be the person that makes somebody feel unhappy at the end of the day because of my selfish reasons or stop being a dick to people it's been a while dude <laughs> it's been a while seriously i it, thanks for having me on the show we, we've talked we've talked about me coming on the show for months yeah and months and we've missed and missed and missed and i had to come all the way from chicago to california just to be here but i think the timing was right and to do it in the studio versus just doing it in like some parking lot at after some event, I think for, we couldn't have this conversation with 300 people around. Yeah. It would have been much colder and much more at top level. We would have never gone any deeper. Yeah. If there were 30, 40, 50 people around. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. So I, I think everything worked out well. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm honored that you had me on your, your old show, the Huffy talk. When you asked me, I was like, you want me? Like, you want to talk to me on that show? okay and this i feel the same way like you've had some really really insightful very powerful people on the show and to be talking across with you now where they were sitting is pretty awesome so thank you very dude, much hell yeah man i yeah, appreciate yeah. you being here i appreciate you yeah. making the time dude oh, yeah. you gotta drive right now so uh, i gotta drive so before we get out of here jason yes sir drop your lines bro where can they find you at uh what's nice about me is this honda pro jason on every social media that's it that's it hpj twitter yelp facebook snapchat did you say yelp yelp i'm on yelp bro <laughs> i'm a i'm a big yelper uh, we'll, we'll talk about that on part two <laughs> all I'm right big definitely. yelper we'll have a part two one yeah of these but days. any of that any of that hpj man thank you for being here i really appreciate it my pleasure guys if you uh if you enjoyed this conversation if you took something away from it make sure you shoot jason a dm honda pro jason uh pretty much everywhere social media is sold and um, true story i appreciate you guys listening if you guys enjoyed this episode try to tell a friend and um let's see where this thing goes man i'm excited i'm the honda pro and now you're in the know <laughs> Downtime with Downstar episode 110. We out. Peace.